Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 29 of the Game Sharks Podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, going on vacation. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, I'm going to Maine for the week, and screw you guys, I'm not going to be here. And I'm looking forward to it, and I'm going to relax and sit on a dock with some water. I had to get a COVID test. Uh, if I had to describe how it felt, it was like drowning in fire. Oh, in oh. my nose. Oh, they did the the, the oh, long. Oh, they touched line? my brain. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. That's um, wrinkling my brain. <laughs> it, it hurts a lot. Uh, if you don't have to get one, you shouldn't. But it's you would a, probably rather just have COVID. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is a debatable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a travel requirement to go to Maine, which is baffling because there are certain states that are exempt. Uh, some of those states include New York, which is a little crazy because Rhode Island is the, currently the best state or doing the best out of everyone in regards Get to COVID. Get fucked, idiots. Um, I don't know. So, But yeah, so I got that. I'm going on vacation next week. Andrew's going to be running the show next week, so that'll be fun. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm he- raising my eyebrows <laughs> over and over, and no one can see it. And video games. Today I am joined by the regular crew. Clue crew. Adam, hi. <laughs> hi, Jeff. That was word vomit. Derek? <laughs> Hello. And Andrew. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me today, gentlemen. We have some cool news stuff to talk about today. Not a ton, but there was a big uh, event that we're going to discuss all the stuff that was revealed there or shown. Most of it was already revealed. Uh, by Ubisoft. Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I think, I think it's, it's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. They are French. Um, and our main topic for the day is going to be our game of the half year, game of the year watch. But yeah, an update on where we're thinking. More of a like, middle of the year middle of discussion. The, yeah, no awards will be given, but it's kind of just our thoughts on all the games that have come out this year so far. Who's front runner for game of the year? Um, I'm thinking at some point we should we should discuss um what we want to do for game of the year as a podcast as a group mm, yes uh, whether we want to have categories or whether we want it to be discussion based and we like make some decisions on the podcast or we do an aggregated list type thing so we got to figure that out but i think that would be a fun thing to do on the podcast like have an episode yeah. be us figuring out what we're going to do for game mm-hmm. of the year going forward the sharkies the sharkies i think that's yeah that's yeah. what we were going to call the it. jeffies <laughs> no the no. sharkies the jeffies are special awards <laughs> um best beard in a video game me um so yeah that's gonna be our topic for the day the main topic but we again have no emails everybody hates us we are not popular and nobody likes us so no wow. emails wow today. jeff take a friggin' vacation jeez yeah seriously i don't know what happened to dan but i know steve said he was like i'm gonna send one but it's like i'm just doing it just because <laughs> i'm like well don't send something <laughs> if you don't have something important to say okay so uh yeah no emails for us this week so we're gonna get right into news Starting with the most expensive video game ever has been sold. Oh. Oh, wait. I think I saw this. Um, Yeah. It was Mario? It was a sealed copy of Super Mario Bros. sold for $114,000. Why? Crap. Because if you had a buttload of money, wouldn't you want a really rare, awesome collectible of one of the most famous video games of all time? You know? can't argue with the facts like yeah. this could have been jeff bezos and it would be like you spending what two cents maybe yeah, tops yeah. true uh so yeah 
the previous record was also a copy of Super Mario Brothers that sold for a hundred one hundred thousand one hundred fifty dollars. I don't know when that was, but yeah, this was a completely sealed copy. It was rated nine point four. I don't know if you're familiar with like collectible rating mm-hmm. systems. They do it for cards and other stuff. But yeah, this is like a as close to mint as we can get, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say about it. It's just kind of cool that neat. it happened. Yeah, neat is uh, exactly where we will leave this one off. Um, all right, next thing. PS5. Sony reportedly increased production to 10 million consoles in 2020. Yes. So, uh, Good. I know we were all having a lot of fears about getting our PS5s in the fall. Was COVID going to interrupt the uh, yeah, production the of the console itself? But it sounds like they're doing more than they thought they were going to, which is good. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before about when I pre-ordered my Switch. Yeah. And I rolled over at four in the morning and refreshed Amazon and they were up for pre-order. And I freaked out and panic pre-ordered one. Uh, so I was looking forward. I'm looking forward to probably not having to do that with PS5. Oh, you will. You think so? Uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Man, any console. It I doesn't just, matter what it is. There's gonna be. There's gonna be between fans and scalpers. But twenty million. That's, that's twenty a lot million of worldwide. Or, sorry, ten million. Oh yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah, ten million worldwide. How much did the Switch launch with worldwide? Yeah. I think less no. than that. Yeah, so still a lot though. It should be a little easier than the Switch. You'd think. You I would don't think. Know. Switch, the PS Switch. PlayStation is kind of more popular than Nintendo consoles mostly. It was also the Switch was out of stock for like months. It took me almost a, like nine months to I think get mine. Really? Yeah. 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 I, never, I, I also never even got one until like a few months after it came out because I was in the middle of my sophomore year of college and like I knew if I got a Switch, I was not going to do well. <laughs> I also just barely got my pre-order and I refreshed the page after I got mine and it was sold out. Damn. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Sony had originally said they were going to do five to six million consoles by the end of March 2021. So yeah, they're basically doubling it. Which is cool. Yeah, it makes me excited. I think I decided I'm going to get the uh, the not the PS5, the not digital version. So The not digital version? The disc okay. version. Because here's the thing. I don't Blu-rays. have a Blu-ray player. Uh. And the PS4 currently is my Blu-ray player. And that is not my PS4. That is someone else's PS4 that I'm borrowing. So I need to have a Blu-ray player. I don't really own a lot, but the few that I do, I would like to be able to watch and then it also opens it us up for options of sharing games like uh, i tend to buy single player games uh physically so that i can pass them around to people to you know let them borrow andrew let me borrow persona 5 because he got that and that's the other thing i was talking to andrew about is like what if i wanted to get a special edition of a game yeah those don't come digital you have to get a physical version to get a special edition so that completely eliminates my option to get a special edition of a game if which i don't do very often but when i do want one I'm like I'm at an impasse. Like I want to get the the digital version because it's going to be cheaper and it looks aesthetically more pleasing. Yeah, that's my big it's, thing. It's symmetrical. Um, and I currently, aside from Persona Five Royal, do not own any of my PlayStation Four games physically. Mm. Every single one I've gotten digitally through the last five years. Uh, but it's like then I realized my PS4 is my Blu-ray player. So what do I do? I just buy a Blu-ray player? What do I do? You you can just keep the PS4, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have that option. But here's the thing, though. Does the... So I have a lot of, like, 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays. Are those... Will those run on the PS4 
because I have the original PS4, so yeah. it's like it's not the Pro. It doesn't support 4K. I don't think so. Like, will those support 4K on the PS5? It's hard to know. Derek, I, don't know. Uh, I want to say yes. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, I want to yeah. get the best because I don't think viewing experience. The does the the Pro? I don't think the Pro supports 4K Blu-rays. I think it only supports streaming 4K movies. Really? Interesting. I think so. I don't quote me on that. But then, how would it run its games in 4K? Wouldn't it be off the disc drive? Uh, the I think they use different Blu-rays. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I want to say games use uh like dual layer Blu-rays, whereas vi- movies might use a different type of Blu-ray. But I don't, I don't know. Um, I might be wrong. I just know I tried to watch a 4K movie on my PS4 Pro and. I couldn't, so I had to watch it on my 4K TV. Instead. Couldn't at all, or just couldn't in 4K. I couldn't in 4K. That was it. Okay. I couldn't just I couldn't watch it in 4K. Because um, I know some apps in for the, like the the Netflix app and the Amazon Prime app on the PS4 Pro do not give you a 4K option. And I don't know if that's a technical limitation of the PS4 Pro or a technical limitation of their application on there. Because um, I had to use my TV's built-in Amazon Prime to watch 4K videos. Gotcha. Movie mm. Movies. Yeah. Mm. So exactly. Like I don't know if if uh, you know if it's worth paying the extra bucks for something only to exist for me to watch Blu-rays. Yeah. Whereas Especially I could just buy a Blu-ray player. Or when like every movie now exists digitally easily. That's not going to stop me from buying Blu-rays, dude. <laughs> I mean, do we have any official price points yet? I, mean, nope. I haven't been paying attention. But nope, nope. No nothing. There was a weird rumor That's the other that thing. it depends how much the the regular PS4 yeah. is. It is it five? Is it a fifty dollar difference? Is a hundred dollar difference? Those like, seem to be the two. Where where is the price range in general? Is it five hundred? Is it six hundred? Yeah. It's it's rumored that Microsoft is going to announce theirs next week. At, at, at their at the thing. Xbox Games Showcase. Somebody do something. Yeah. Please. I know it just feels like they're in a game of chicken right now. Yeah, they absolutely are. It's I, a cold war of yeah. pricing. There okay. was a rumor that this the past war. Monday there was going to be a uh, like a PS5 announcement about pricing and release date, and that just came and went. It's just like yeah. people are just getting so antsy and anxious about it that rumors are I mean, popping up left and right. It's yeah, like that's really one of the only unknowns right now. Yeah, It's like in the, the lead up to Smash Ultimate's reveal when you had all those 4chan posts about character reveals. The Grinch. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Grinch leak. Get that Grinch shit out of here. Oh man, that was the most devastating. There's some cool stuff in there. Dude, we would have gone insane if we were doing the podcast when that came out. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, PS5. They're going to make a bunch of them. Double what they were going to make. Get hyped, I guess. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys are. I am. I am quite excited. Yeah. Adam, are you gonna get one? It's gonna come down to pricing for me and mm-hmm. just general space for me. Because right now my my TV, I've got one in my room. That's where my switch is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm moving into a, a rental house for the year. So it depends on space and bills and pricing. I think you could probably make the space for like a. <laughs> I could a probably make the box. space, but. I, pricing more so. I don't know. It's yeah, their biggest console yet. Yeah, it's pretty oh. big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could put it. I could put it on the floor and just wire, put all the wires through something. Yeah, I could. Adam, you got to think. It's like, do you want it to look good on your on your shelf or be able to play all these cool games? Fair for me. It also comes down to how busy am I going to be at that point? Because I'll be like in the middle of a semester. 
So if I'm not gonna have a lot of time. I probably won't make the investment yet. That's fair. Mm. It's like with the Switch, like I told you guys. Like I waited until the summer after it came out to get one because I knew. Hey man, you're taking a bunch of math and physics classes right now. If you go buy the system, you're gonna be stressing. Game you're over, be man. To play everything. That's fair enough. All right, cool. Um, let's talk about the Ubisoft. What was it? Ubisoft Forward Correct. is what they yeah. called it. Ubisoft, Ubisoft uh, Strike Through Forward Direct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone is just doing the Nintendo Direct format at this point. Um, Except right. for Nintendo. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they've got to do. It, it's got to be something say soon. That they were going to do July for the, what would have been their E3 Direct. I don't we know. have Min Min came out. Paper Mario comes out tomorrow. And then we don't know anything. I think mm. they had originally said like maybe late June, but I heard that got delayed. Yeah, I mean, new rumors I've been hearing about say maybe like late July, like or as early as next week, maybe if they just like randomly announce it. Because I think some, yeah, sometimes they say like, "Hey, tune in tomorrow." So like sometimes we get like really short notice. On oh yeah, things. no, the announcements are usually a day or two in advance. Yeah, we won't know it's going to happen until it's about to happen. Even I, I Paper Mario, like Paper Mario, didn't even come during a direct. They were just, just like, "Hey, out. here's Paper Mario." They just dropped a trailer, randomly. and now that game is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. I already got a pre-downloaded baby. But I mean. I think they're gonna have to because I've even heard. I saw some articles online saying people have been seeing like people work at GameStop, like new SKUs have been added for Switch games. Yeah, I saw they added into the system. There's every once in a while they'll be like upcoming Switch game, upcoming Switch game, upcoming Switch game, mm-hmm. and it's just a dump, which makes it seem like yeah, there's an, an announcement on the horizon. Yeah, um, that it, usually does happen around like their E3 presentation. So it could be soon. I mean, it's gonna come it, eventually. At the very least, they had to have been playing something for E3 before it got canceled. So I'm just wondering where are those announcements. It's yeah. got to be somewhere. They're just soon. gonna show Paper Mario for 40 minutes. Yeah, what if they just have nothing? It's possible they could just be taking. Like, how awful would that be? It would be sad, but there's so much to play this yeah. fall. I wouldn't feel terrible. And with COVID, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, it's That's, uh, yeah. Like if it just completely screwed up all their development plans. Yeah, and they're like, we had to push back everything. Sorry. Well, yeah, because we do know Nintendo would prefer to make a late game than a bad game. Nintendo prioritizes its workers and uh, and well-being before making a buck. You know, mm. you got to respect them for that. And also, they never put their games on sale, so you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Ubisoft Forward. So I have a list here of just all their announcements. There's obviously the big four being Assassin's four. Creed, Far Cry Six, Watch Dogs Two, and then Watch Dogs Legion. Three. Sorry, Watch Dogs. Did I say Watch Dogs? Two? You said two. two which yes, is Watch a game Dogs exists. Watch Dogs Legion, and then oh, I guess those are the big three. Then they did some stuff on Space Scape something hyperscape hyperscape that one i would not count hyperscape as a a big ubisoft did well that i'm, game, I'm that on game's their website technically already out yeah um all right so the first thing they announced was ghost recon breakpoint mm-hmm. anyone nope. DL- it was like dlc for it right yeah yeah, yeah. for yeah. ghost recon I'm tom sure clancy that, that game flopped yeah i haven't heard anything about it so it was panned by critics yeah, and players alike. Yeah, uh, I think it was not like player friendly with all of its systems, including microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> that big one. Quick way to ruin a game. Yeah. Uh, all right. After that, they talked about Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. Uh, um. Have anyone? Have any of you played a Watch Dogs game? Nope. Derek, not. if anyone has, it would be you. I've really wanted to play one okay. and two, and I've just like never made it to play it. 
Didn't hmm. Watch Dogs 1 have a lot of problems on release? It was a little buggy, but I think the biggest controversy with it was the graphical downgrade from mm. the trailer. Like, that was all uh, I heard about was like, oh, it doesn't look as good as the trailer from E3 yeah. two years ago or whatever. But I think I think it still was like a pretty decent game. Like, okay. eight, probably. Like, an eight okay. across yeah. the board. Yeah, I never, I never got around to playing them. I think I remember hearing stuff about how one wasn't living up to expectations, and then yeah. from there out, it just got put into the back of my mind. And on the surface, it always seemed like a just GTA with hacking, mm-hmm. which never really caught me. I believe two was more well received. Yeah, but then like I've people heard who were fans of the first one thought, "Ooh, this isn't like the first one, so I don't like it." As so, it's it's, it's definitely a series. That's what like also with this one, people are like, "I don't know, this is kind of different." I liked playing a character instead of a, a legion. Yeah. yeah, so it's they're definitely uh, not uh, like the 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 talking points around this game are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so they announced the release date as October 29th for this game. Um, and yeah, the idea is that you kind of, it's in London in the future. So there's, there's drones, the size of cars that fly mm-hmm. around. There's auto or, um, self-driving cars. It's like very technology heavy and you can hack into the system, man, and do cool, yeah. cool hacker things, I guess. But yeah, the, the draw of this one or the big gimmick of this one is that every single person that you see in the game can be recruited onto your team of operatives to kind of take down the London government who's doing bad things. Uh, and, yeah, they say, hack, sneak, fly, and fight your way for a better tomorrow. That's hmm. that's their words. Um, I'm kind of interested in this game. I think the premise is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be very difficult to execute in a way that will be fun. I, I think either the gameplay is going to be, like, really engaging and super cool, and the story is just going to be completely crap. Or like the gameplay gets so like Octopath Traveler, Traveler. or the gameplay is like yeah it's all right and it has an all right story so we'll give it a seven. So I've listened to several podcasts about Ubisoft Forward's uh, presentation and every all of them specifically mainly focus on these three uh, games Uh, and I've heard good things from them about about Legion. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it, it's actually fairly interesting. Yeah. All of the like stories, because apparently all of the characters that you can recruit have their own individual like stories and lives right, that right. you can get into and follow, and then that'll lead you to doing other things that interact with other characters. Uh, so from what I've heard, it sounds like it would be really cool. Right? Yeah. It's it like yeah on paper, this sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm afraid that each of the like the people that you find in the world are going to be very one note. Uh, mm-hmm. like oh this is the construction worker yeah. he can beat people with construction tools and like everyone will have one gimmick and then there's like co- like 25 copies of the construction worker you find throughout the game yeah like but that. they're all like, like slightly John different that would be Don disappointing and Lon and that, that's what I'm afraid of I, it seems like at least from like the footage I watched that's not where it's going and that might I'm hoping that's good I mean they're yeah. only going to show you the good things in the demo build you know right, it's right. A, this is supposed to be a massive open world game uh, mm-hmm. and like, so populating that is going to be very difficult and it yeah, makes me afraid that uh, there isn't going to be a lot of variety in these characters they're all going to be one note and forgettable um, but yeah. I trust me I want them to succeed I want this to work because it yeah. sounds really really cool part of me want, really wants to pick it up and try it but that release date's very unfortunate yeah, this is going to be like an end of the year play it a little bit to talk about it, but we'll see what happens. Um, it comes out when is when's Cyberpunk November like thirteenth? November 
21st. No. It's like the 13th or something. It Either is, way, it comes it's out November way, 19th. 19th. Way too close. Or 15th. It's two days away from Valhalla. Val- and Valhalla's right. the 17th. Okay, Valhalla's the 17th. Yeah, so then it's the 19th, I think. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, either way, wait, it comes out way too close to Cyberpunk for me to yeah. want to sink it That's in. That's right. So we also don't know anything <laughs> else yeah, that Nintendo is doing for the rest of the year, so maybe something will come out that I want to play. Yeah. Very true. Playing video games is hard. There's too many of them. Um, let's see. Uh, they announced Brawlhalla for mobile. That's Yay. that's a fighting game. That's a Smash clone, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I've been playing that actually with a, a couple couple of my friends this past week. Have you? Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's the one that has Shovel Knight. It no. has Hyper Light Drifter. Hyper Light Drifter. I know. Uh, what's the Rise of Rivals, Rivals of, of Ether Ether. has ha- um, Shovel Knight and Ori. Yes, I know it had some um, indie characters. Jeff, Brawlhalla is the game that we should be getting into. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that at one of the recent, whenever it was present at a Smash tournament, Brawlhalla had an event and it was sponsored by Ubisoft, $20,000 pot. Ooh, that's money. Yeah. We should play Brawlhalla. Way more money than Nintendo's putting yeah, into it's the free. <laughs> um, all right. After that was Might and Magic Heroes Era of Chaos. I think this is a mobile game. Another mobile game. Cool. Skipping that, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. What is it? I always see all these different Tom Clancy games, and I have no idea what they are. I think Tom Clancy was an author, right? Yeah, he's an author. Really? Yeah. And then they like took all of a lot of his books and turned them into video games because they're all war. uh, I think Uh the the main game, like Rainbow Six, and uh, I want to say Splinter Cell, are like based off actual, and maybe Ghost Recon are based off like actual books of his. But like everything that's come out since like 2008 is all like original idea. Like but based off of his, okay. his type of, of storytelling, yeah, yeah, his type of yeah. storytelling. Every so often, I just see like a new Tom Clancy game, and I'm like, I have literally no idea. At, at this point, what it's just a brand name. Yeah, like yeah, they could have just called the game Elite Squad. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they had to throw Tom Clancy on it. Just for slap some it on there, and you got brand recognition. Um, they talked about Hyperscape. It's now an open beta. Anyone can play it. It's not just a closed beta. You don't need keys anymore. Cool. Derek, have you played any more of that? No. I think I deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. People seem to like it. The word on the street is like people are really enjoying it. It yeah. sounds cool, it's but I will never play a Battle Royale on my own. I think it's f- been fresh enough to kind of – it has its own like twists to be fresh enough. Uh, I'm just curious to see if people stick with it or if it's just like, hey, we'll play this for like a month or two and then – go back to Warzone or Fortnite or whatever. I don't Any know. other battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. Or some Fortnite will steal whatever people like from from Hyperscape and then be like, oh, uh, upgradable gun abilities? Yeah. Let's take that. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that ends up. Uh, like, what the lifespan of this game is. Um, whether it will persist and just be another battle royale that has a dedicated yeah. following or if it'll die off eventually. Uh, all right. After that was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes, we got a sweet trailer. Oh, I quickly want to go back to sorry. Um, uh, what was the one that we were talking? Watchdogs. Sorry, I want to. Uh, I just want to talk about that trailer real quick. It, did anyone else get into the Spider Verse vibes from that trailer? The animation style, the one where they were, the like the person was talking about the poem. Uh, that I was like I about the, the Nazis. No, I'm not going to lie. I had this open on my computer, but I didn't give a shit about anything that wasn't Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that trailer. It looks really cool, but it's very much, you could tell Similar they were animation. inspired by the yeah. animation. Of, check it out. Um, okay, yeah. 
uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, literally, I didn't even know this uh, event was happening until five minutes before. I just opened my computer, and there it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe we'll hear something about Assassin's Creed. Here we go. Uh, November 17th is when this game comes out, and you play as Avoy, right? That Avor. Avor. Uh, male or female, same character name, um, interchangeable. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna address that in the game apparently, which is really cool. So you can just change your gender at any point, be mm-hmm. the male or female version of Avor. Um, or I think it's anytime you load the game, anytime you, you boot load. it up. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. Viking game. England's Dark Ages. They're kind of trying to create their own little settlement on the edge of England, and England's like, no, screw you, Vikings, you're bad. Um, so creating a settlement is very important in this game, similar to Assassin's Creed 2's Villa, mm-hmm. but like on steroids, yeah. obviously going to be a significantly stronger version. Bring That's pretty appealing to me. The hidden blade is back. The hood is back. Yeah. I'm. They were like, oh, wait, we can't just slap the name Assassin's Creed on here without, you know, bringing in some of the, the trademarks. They got to just I, play after playing. Uh, I've been playing Odyssey. There's so many t- little, just little, little things missing from like what making an Assassin's Creed yeah. game and I'm glad they're bringing it. And that's back. what I've heard is that like from here from Odyssey especially and now this it feels like they're they're not even Assassin's Creed games anymore and the only thing that's tying it to the series is the, the title. Yeah, so going back yeah. to you saying why did why is this a Tom Clancy's game? Why isn't it just called right, Elite Squad? Right. It's yes. because the Tom Clancy makes the game sells. If if Ubisoft were to make open world just open world rpgs with vikings it wouldn't sell as well as if they just put the name assassin's yeah. creed in front but you at know? the same time i love the assassin's creed lore and universe so if they even expand upon that a little bit in any of these games then i'm all for it yeah yeah um so we'll see it sounds cool the there was a 30 minute gameplay thing did any mm-hmm. of you watch that apparently well uh i watched some gameplay a lot of different uh content creators and personalities got got uh, to play access. yeah, yeah. I, I skipped through it to, like, parts I was, like, interested in, um, but I watched yeah. most of it. Yeah, it looked like the gameplay where it was kind of almost like sizzle reels of showing off a bunch of different systems, like combat yeah. and settlements and boating. It, like, boating. around, like, yeah, in yeah. one mission, I think, to different parts. Gotcha. And they talked about it, like, a little, each part in kind of detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've seen a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to – I don't know how much I want to dive into it because I am trying – I want to play it for myself, and I'm also trying to play all the games sequentially, so I want to try and keep uh, as many of them out of my brain as possible, mm-hmm. except for the one I'm on currently. Uh, but from what I have seen, I'm very much anticipating this game. Yeah, I, I I'm excited it about it. really cool. Vikings, man. The ability to dual wield any two weapons is fucking yeah. sick. Uh, the Even just, like, the the aesthetic of the game with, like, that blue mm-hmm. shade that they have in the logo is just, like, it, I just think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for this it's game. It's going to be great looking. I don't... Mm-hmm. Let's say um, Cyberpunk comes out on time and these games come out two days apart. <laughs> Which one do you play? Assassin's I, Creed. I cannot play both of these at the same time. That is going to be impossible. So I'm going to have to pick one and play through it before I go to the next one. Oh, I'm 100% playing Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed. Oh, I'm Assassin's Creed. But it, it depends for me, actually, because if I haven't beaten Odyssey by Ooh, November 17th, yeah. then I can't because I'm not going to – I'm playing in an order. Mm, I want to beat Odyssey before I play Valhalla. I mean, I want to try it out for, yeah. for discussion purpose, but uh, in terms of playing you know, really it. getting into yeah. it, then – then yeah, I wanna, uh, I would play yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed in that case. I mean, you can bet for two days, I'm gonna play a lot of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the minute Cyberpunk comes out, <laughs> it's like boom, I'm playing that yeah. until I, I finish it. I haven't what decided if yet. one of them sucks? 
I guess I would play the one that didn't suck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Cyberpunk can suck enough to to make me not want to play it. Yeah. Uh, but Assassin's Creed all could suck. Yeah. To the point where I don't want to play it. So yeah. we'll see. I how so with the release date being November seventeenth and it being confirmed as a PS five title, when do we think that what do we think that implies for the release date of the PS five? Ooh. I think it'll be early November, first couple of weeks in November. That's I think I was, it'll come out thinking. slightly before, like the like the tenth. Yeah, somewhere if, in that. Was the seventeenth of Friday? I don't know. Yeah, I would assume I would so. Think so because usually games do the games out come out on Fridays. And Fridays. Yeah, remember when games used to come out on Tuesdays? Yeah, and you'd have a lot of companies are doing Fridays. Everyone does Fridays. Seventeenth is a Tuesday. Seventeenth. Whoa. Okay, so Assassin's Creed is coming out on a Tuesday. Yeah, I'm gonna say some some Tight. still do Tuesdays, but. It's dep- like some have been doing like right last of us came out on a Friday. Yep. Final Fantasy was a Friday. Friday. So I think it's Or maybe, do you think uh, it could come out the twentieth, which is that Friday? It's the week before Black Friday. I could see it yeah. I could see it being the week before Thanksgiving or uh a week before that. One of those two weeks mm. I I would put money on. That's when we'll get the PlayStation. Sometime five. in November is our <laughs> guess. Yes. Before Thanksgiving. I would I would say probably first week or second week. So we have like a three-week window where we think it's going to land. When did the Wii come out? That was like <sighs> December just after mm-hmm. Black Friday, right? It was yeah, uh, like December sixth or something. No, I thought it was November. No, I'm pretty we sure. I'm pretty sure it was December sixth. I want to say spring for some reason. No, no, it was, no. November it was cold. So November eighteenth. November eighteenth. Okay. okay, so it was before Black the Friday. The Switch was March. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Um, the Wii U was November. PlayStation fourteen, 18th, right? Was November fifteenth. PlayStation fourteen. <laughs> Sorry, PlayStation four. <laughs> Jeff knows something we don't. Future. Uh, PlayStation four was November fifteenth. So, so yeah, Jeff's so. seen the PlayStation fourteen and he can't figure out how to clamp his mic. Oh. I got it. <laughs> I had to go get a whole new chair. Uh, what was the PS3 launch? November seventeenth. So it's, so it's gonna, gonna be November. It's gonna be the twentieth. It's gonna be the week before. When did the Black PlayStation Friday. come out though? Play well what, before we go there, we gotta, Derek. We gotta narrow down our dates. We gotta, we gotta go gotta to the PS2. Google, we gotta Google all four of them and then PS2 is March two thousand. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So by uh, by the averaging that, then the, the it comes out in fucking July. Let's go. PlayStation <laughs> came out December third. Okay, so our odds, our odds are are more to more towards, November. Uh, November. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's that's probably on point. It's gonna be like mid November. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the same. My my but guess is the twentieth, and then the Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk will come out. Wait, what year uh, was the original PlayStation? 96? 94. 94, really? Japan, December, uh, 94. Got you. Um, okay, and then the last announcement, which was supposed to be a big surprise, but it got leaked uh, what, about yeah. a week before this presentation, yeah. Far Cry 6. My boy, Giancarlo Esposito. I think it's just Giancarlo. Giancarlo? I don't know. I think he's actually He's European. from Denmark. Yeah. yeah, he's from Denmark, so. <laughs> but he plays a lot of Hispanic characters. Yeah. Uh, I think I was listening to another a podcast about it, and they said that apparently he just took the roles because there wasn't a lot of Hispanic actors. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I guess I'll just take this role. He you refers know? to himself as, what was it, ethnically ambiguous or yeah. something like that? <laughs> Which, like, I, I can see it. Yeah. Um, did you guys watch this trailer? I haven't gotten around to it. Also, no. It's a cool trailer. I've yeah. heard it's pretty cool, though. Yeah, uh, I would check it out as soon as you can. Yeah, It's just a fun, cool Yeah. Yeah, it's there's only it's only story. Basically, it's in a fictional South American country. 
I think it's I think made it's up. Be like Cuba. Yes, that's what fictional yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. better stare at me like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be like a, a, ah! <laughs> a Cuba stand-in, basically, and or a other South American country that has had a revolution in the past. Yeah, and that's years. the idea. Is uh, <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito is playing a, the president of this country, or yeah. almost like a dictator, and El and his son is there. We don't know. Uh, see, okay, let's take a step back. How much have you played any Far Cry games? I have played every single one except five. Okay. Oh. And Primal. I never played the Primal. Far Cry is a series I've always kind of wanted to get into. Uh, Matt Conheny is his favorite video game franchise is ever. It? Yeah. I know uh, Tron is also a huge fan. Our buddy really? Tron uh, is a huge fan of the Far Cry series. Yeah, it's always something I've I've seen and always wanted to get into, and it's always crept into the limelight for me. Like, remember in four, you have the the secret ending where you literally wait, listen to him and wait, and then I yeah. thought that the was game three. Ends. No, yeah, it's four. That's four. four. Where you're in the 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 prison cell in the beginning or whatever, and he's like, wait here, and if you just wait, what is it? it's like ten minutes, ten, twenty minutes, he I comes think. back and lets you go, and he's the credits like, roll. He's like, ah, yeah. okay, cool, thanks. Uh yeah, I I like and I love stuff like that. I love little nods like that. And the worlds and and stories have always seemed pretty interesting. Um and then I also heard that apparently at the same time it's just like off the walls wacky with like some of the weapons and stuff. I think Like in 5 isn't there a five or is, is it primal? There's a, a bear that's, that's named five. Burger. Yeah, a, that's a bear five, named yeah. Cheeseburger. Which and, I think that there this this one seems to be t- there's like a, you can get like a companion that's a little dachshund with a wheelchair yeah he, that's like that. yeah. that's like a pre-order bonus or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like I, I was listening people on other podcasts were saying that it's it like tries to walk this line between being political and being insane in a video game mm-hmm. but it, but they like straight up deny any, like no we're not being political like nah it's a video game um i will probably give this a shot i've never played any far cry games but they sound interesting they sound yeah. crazy and fun um, and I feel uh, like this is going to be a good chance for me to get yeah. in and try one for the first time. Maybe three. If you should play anyone, you should play three. I've I heard think. three is the best. Three is the one that is like first introduces the Far Cry formula that's been doing for the past few years, mm-hmm. and where to the point it's like a good balance of it because I think five like there's just like too much copy paste in it. I know four it was starting to get to that point where it was like okay like yeah. There's a camp here. I, I go to the camp. I kill the guys. I liberate the camp. All right, I kill some animals. I upgrade my stuff. Like, it was getting too monotonous, whereas 3 still has, like, some, like, character to it. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of, like, choices matter in 3, right? Uh, I don't think so. I like from what from from what I've seen, it's see, like I've always thought that it was one of those, like, oh, your choices matter in this game. I don't th- – maybe I don't remember 3 having it. I know four. There's like some choices that you make, like yeah. uh, based on who you help in like the resistance and stuff. Actually, maybe in in three there is some of that, but I think it doesn't come into like play more until four and five. Yeah, and the one particular scene I am uh, referring to in three, I feel like would be too spoilery to tread on. Ooh, yeah, probably. So I don't know. Uh, That's a real old game. So yeah, I mean. If I Far Cry, if I was ever gonna get into this series, I feel like I would want to start from the from one, 
and play. The, maybe I might do a well a retrospective review series. One on and two it. are completely. Is it like games. Fallout? Where yeah, they're yeah, an entirely yeah. different genre of game. The only similar is one and two are still first person shooters. Okay, they're not RPGs in any way. They're just first person shooters. Well, I, I feel like I would still want to at least check them out. Does, uh, two might have some more RPG elements, but it two is like. One of those games where you either really love it or you hate it. I didn't like it. I couldn't finish it. Okay. Mm. So out of all of these announcements, I think it's safe to assume we collectively all are most excited for Assassin's Creed. Yeah. For me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all of us. Um, cool. Yeah. So Far Cry 3 is the only other Far Cry game that features a another a prominent yeah. actor with the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. Well, who was in that one? Oh, uh, he is, uh, he's Nacho in Better Nacho, Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, I I need to watch Better Call Saul, man. You really do. Yeah, I've heard it's almost as good, like on the level of Breaking Bad. I think it's Matt better. says it's better. Yeah, everyone's. Oh man, I gotta watch Better Call Saul. Maybe I haven't I'll seen just, the latest season. Maybe I'll I start have watching. Not either it. I'm still on season four. Uh, I'm almost done, I think, though. The problem is we were watching it as like a group of friends, and then uh, it was right towards the like the tail end of college. Yeah. And yeah. then we all graduated and kind of started living our lives, and we didn't get back together to watch it, so we never fit. Did we even? I think we finished season one, but we then, watched like f- half of season one. I think Nick went to Bermuda or something, and right, then we were yeah, waiting for him we to come back because he was the biggest Breaking Bad fan, and then it all fell never, apart. Yeah, son of a bitch. I really want Bob Odenkirk to be the far, next Far Cry villain. <sighs> oh man, Bob Odenkirk is a villain. Um. All right. So <laughs> one thing left after the Ubisoft way forward, they announced a second one. Oh yeah. Uh, it's coming. Did they give a date for it? Uh, they. I think they just said August. Is it August? Really? Yeah. That soon? Uh, two Ubisoft directs. It just says later months. this year. It's oh, it just I says later yep. this year. I th- okay. Um, a lot more to come. So I'm sure they'll show more of this stuff. Maybe they have some unannounced games. I know a lot of people were kind of hoping there would be a Nintendo collaboration announced, like Rayman, maybe Rabbit Mario yeah, Rabbits like two, Rabbids which I that game came out 2017, 18. 2018. I thought it was the year the Switch came out. I no, it, it was a release game for the Switch. Wait, was I thought it was in between Zelda and Mario. I played it in 2018. Never mind. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, I played uh, the I played the gold version or something. The, I don't oh, remember. Oh, came I don't remember why I just associate that game with 2018. For some um, reason, probably because that's when you played it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. it I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if that was when though. It might have been last year. Um, sorry, I, I gotta get the release date to this. Re- no, I think no, I think you're right. I think it was the summer after the Switch came out. Yeah, uh, 2017, August 29th. Yeah, okay. This uh, this game is highly underrated. I love this game. I think it does really? a really I good think, job in the. I think the genre. general consensus is now that it is a great game. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's just that people just don't talk about it on enough. the surf. Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it, everyone sees rabbits and they're like, "Oh, so like, unless you're really entrenched in, in games, then you don't really know." Yeah, I, I remember before, like when this game leaked and everyone said, "Oh, everyone it's gonna was be flipping out," and everyone's like, "This is gonna be terrible. Why would they do that?" And I said to you because I think we were were we working together at the time? No, seventeen. Yeah, we weren't working together no. at the time. You're still at Greg's, but I said I thought I said to you. I said to someone, I was like, "I think this game is gonna be good." I'm I. Tactics, yeah. RPG, Mario, Ubisoft, I I like, think it will be good. They were like, oh, you can't give Mario a gun. Or they were like, rabbits are like minions. They're so dumb. Right, blah, right. blah. And I just, I sat back and said, I don't know, guys. I have a feeling it's going to be good. And this game Grant is so Kirk good. Grant Kirkhope to the soundtrack? like Banjo-Kazooie guy? Yeah. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie I, I haven't guy, finished really. it yet, but... <laughs> Every so often, I like pick it back up and play it for like a few hours, and definitely enjoy it. I, I want to replay it. I'm just not the biggest tactics guy, and I, so yeah. the gameplay gets a little stale for me. Did you ever play the Donkey Kong DLC? Draft? No, I should. It's pretty good. 
my my biggest gripe with this game was that you got uh some of the characters really late and then mm-hmm. they weren't i didn't feel like putting Useful. in yeah i think yoshi you get in like the second to last mission or something like that i don't remember it was very late in the game anyways yeah Mario Rab, what is it? Mario plus Rab- Rabbids Kingdom Battle, yeah, uh, is a very good game. Everyone should play it. But yeah, so there's gonna be another Ubisoft forward <sighs> sometime later this year. Who knows what we'll see? I, I, I would put high chances that maybe there's a sequel for this on that list for Mario Rabbids. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. hope. So. I would love to see a new Rayman game and of any capacity. There's like maybe there was a delay and that's why we haven't seen anything from Nintendo on it. Or I don't know. Maybe we're gonna there's see. Something See something. I, just, I got a good feeling. Well, I hope your good feeling is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like they accurate. already they already got Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed and Far Cry out of the way. So like, right? What else? What else? What announce? else warrants a second event? Well, they do have. So there's um, Rainbow Six. Uh, that's Quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's topical. Which is uh, their? It's a spinoff of Siege uh, that they announced I think last year, and they. Specific, they didn't have anything to show um, this for this one, so I'm assuming that one would probably be in it. Um, I know people are like waiting for a Rainbow Six proper game if that ever comes out. I'm sure there's like some Division Two DLC they have to announce or something. So it might be not be like as big of big announcements, but I'm sure they have they have a couple more things in the pipeline. Solid. I hope so, all right, that's all I got for news. Anyone got anything they wanted to bring up? No, no. The one thing I think, and this was like relatively, I think, new news today. New news. Um, is Microsoft is discontinuing the oh, Xbox yeah. Series, or the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S. So I think it all but confirms that there is a Series S in development, and we might hear about it soon. Yeah. Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital will no longer be manufactured. So yeah, it sounds like yeah. they're just fully ramping up to to making the new systems Whatever they are, we still yeah, we still have Lockhart is the code name for the other one because yeah. we have Xbox Series X, uh, Series S. X- I think is what they're Xbox expecting. Xbox One X, be Xbox named. Series X. They are so bad at naming <laughs> things. <laughs> they were really so are. bad. Just should have been Xbox Seven Twenty. Everyone was on board <laughs> for it. Everyone would have known exactly what it was, and then you could have gone Ten Eighty. Everything would have been fine. <sighs> Anyways, you see, but then it's but but then Jeff, it, if the Ten Eighty is the Series X. Then wouldn't a lot of uneducated parents be confused? Like, oh, doesn't why well, it only runs in 1080p? My son wants the 4K one. If they were going to be confused about that, they would be confused l- about like One X versus Series X. Yeah, there's 100 why they're discontinuing it. So, so, so basically, what we're saying is either way, Microsoft is terrible at naming <laughs> consoles. <laughs> Xbox Three, yeah, um, yeah, that that makes sense. They're definitely just ramping up for the new stuff. Um, uh, breaking news: You can take cats with you on raids in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. Whoa. Um. All right. That's, Bef- a, that's a game of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. Before right we there. go on break, we have one last minute, last second email. G- email. Oh Whoa. shit. Whoa. This is ass ass Creed from Steve. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he said, "Hello, James Sharks." That has to be a typo. <laughs> There's no joke there. It <laughs> says, no "Hello, James, James Sharks podcast." Jeff, we are starting a spinoff podcast where we talk about people named James. <laughs> James Shark podcast. Wait, he said the email just says, "That's it. I wanted to get that joke in. Have a good podcast, boys." <laughs> Best Steve is the joke. Which ass joke? Ass Creed or Hello, James? Sh- James, James. Is it? Think, it's think, either. It has to be James. 
Sharks or James Harks? Those are the only options. Because it's one S. Steve, James I think we need a follow-up email to explain your joke. <laughs> email him back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send him a reply. Uh, we don't get the joke. The joke. All right. Email sent. Um, okay. We're going to go take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately, and then we'll get into our game of the half here. So we'll be back. All right, we are back, and Derek has a, a little bit of breaking news, kind yeah. of, some news. Um, go ahead, Derek. Tomorrow, uh, Jeff Keeley um, is going to be doing a showcase of the PlayStation 5 controller. Uh, the Sense. Yeah, so I, I'm sure maybe they're going to be talking about some of the new features involved with it. I know, um, that, right, they got like the new Rumble Mm-hmm. HD Rumble. HD Rumble. Yeah, they have a Dual Sense Rumble. Rumble. Sorry, they have Dual the Sense the Rumble. haptic feedback ah. triggers. Yeah, the triggers. Ah. Um, so. it'll be great to hear someone tell us how this controller feels. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's gonna be one of those things where you have to feel like when they were explaining how the Joy-Con worked and with the HD and Rumble one, two and switch and you can yeah feel how many marbles are in your controller. Yeah, like, uh, and I don't know about that. And you do it, and you're like, oh wow, I can. I can actually I, it actually that. works. Uh, so yeah. And but then they didn't implement it in any other games. Nope. Um, all right, guys. We got an update email from Steve explaining his oh, bad yeah. joke. He said, Andrew and Derek could say Game Sharks podcast at the end of their Assassin's Creed episode and said game, and said James Shark podcast. Oh, did we really? Apparently. <laughs> uh, Wait. We'll have to give it a listen. Okay. And, and then he said, bad joke, obviously. <laughs> at least he's self-aware. Yeah. Thanks for trying, Steve. Um, all right. What have we been playing lately? Uh, Adam, you had a week off last week from the podcast. So what did you play in the last two weeks? Uh, playing a bit of League. I had one of my better games as of late. I managed to steal two dragons in a game playing jungle. Okay, nice. With Smite? With Smite. Not bad. I was, I was playing Nunu and Willem, but I just ran into them. I've never heard anyone say Nunu and Willem. Well, that's the correct name. I know, yeah. but... He's he started playing the game after they reworked it and added yeah, the and Woolum. It just used to be new new. Yeah, weird. See, so yeah, I was just tanky enough. Where I just ran in there. They couldn't do anything about me. Solid. Yeah, playing a bit of that, practicing some other stuff. Uh, I beat Dishonored two. Nice, nice. I, I left my water upstairs again. Damn it. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm just mad. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, didn't like two as much as one. It was still fun. I think some of the level design was too quick and too simple. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like more interesting missions this time around, but sometimes the levels were like like a singular mansion as opposed to like a city segment. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I some of the missions I can get through kind of quick, and some of them felt like you know like two of these missions could have been one mission because like the second mission is okay, get to this trolley so you can get to this island, and I'm like I'm thinking, oh, cool, the island's gonna be the second part, but no, the island is its own mission out of the nine total. Ooh. Okay, so I kind of yeah. felt like that could have been, like there were some beats I thought were, could have been a little better implemented. Like there could have been a little bit of expansion here. Hmm. Like, the story could have, dra- it could have dragged on it a little bit. Like some of them just felt kind of like, did this really need to be its own entire mission? Or could this have just been like the second half of that last mission? Cause the first half didn't take me that long either. Hmm. So I don't know if that's just coming off the first one. 
you know, sequels never really being as good, but yeah. it was still a really great game. And now I'm playing through a new game plus where I get to go back with all the powers I unlocked previously and just be unstoppable. You're doing that in the second game or you went back to the first game? In the second game. Gotcha. The second game is the first to include a new game plus. Okay. Where the two characters you can pick to play as, they have their own set of powers, but if you go back in new game plus, you can access any of them. Ooh. Oh, cool. Okay. And so basically you have to collect runes throughout the game. Yeah. And if you go back and play new game plus, it converts all of your old powers back into runes. So then you just start off by customizing yourself however you want. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Nice. So you can run through just overpowered as fuck. Yeah. Speaking of New Game Plus, this is more of a general question. How many of you guys have actually played New Game Plus? Never. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I Beat it immediately that. went into New Game uh, Plus. I, not technically a New Game Plus, but I beat Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in Master Mode. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of I mean, I guess plus. Wind Waker. So the way New Game I've, <laughs> New that Game was like Plus. Way before New Game Plus. I've not done any though. modern New Game Pluses. Yeah, yeah so the way I... The way I would define New Game Plus is you are starting the game over, but you have some sort of benefit from beating the game, and yeah. s- something significantly changes. Uh, like in Final Fantasy VII Remake, you maintain your level, you maintain all your materia, and you presumably be put it in the hard mode, because uh, if you just go back in normal mode, it's significantly easier because you have everything from the beginning, but it, it kind of changes the way you play the game, um, as opposed to just starting a game over. Uh, and from scratch, that's not really a new game plus. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's like an idea to keep, like you. Yeah, you keep your stuff, but you can play the story again, and they, you know, and like they change something up a little bit. Harder. Yeah. yeah, it's right. It like started like mid Xbox 360 generation. I feel like I feel like it's something I'm always like, oh, cool, this game has new like, new game plus, and I've n- I've only done it I think with Bloodborne. I've never done it with no other game. You have to really, really like a game to want to finish yeah. it and then immediately start it yeah. over again. Or it's like f- years in the future and I've already beaten it and I have the new game plus available. See, I would never do that. I would go back and play it originally because right, yeah. I would have forgotten so much that going into a new game plus. New game plus basically means like you need to retain all of the knowledge right, you have yeah. in order to continue to play. So, yeah, that's the thing is like I would need to start the game over if it was a few years later. Yeah. So like exactly. the thing with Dishonored is I can actually get a different ending because I ended this one in high yeah. chaos mode. So if I go through and I'd be way more stealthy and better about it, I can get the low chaos ending. So I actually got a different story ending and some other minor changes throughout. I guess with the like the inclusion or the the growth of YouTube and guides and shit, like I'm never like, ooh, I want to go back and get the good ending. I'm just like, oh, I'll just Google the good ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still, I'm just taking it as a personal challenge now. Right, but, right, yeah. Like because honestly, this game was actually a lot harder in the stealth aspects than the first one. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like all the guards in the game were more crowded this time around because I I played the last one on hard mode. I did this one on hard mode too, and there's just more guards. So even when you're opting for the stealthy kills of the crossbow, like, yeah, no one heard it, but didn't stop the fact that three people were looking at the guy when you shot a sk- arrow through his skull. Mm-hmm. Sounds so like, like a oh game my God. I've played recently. It's like, yeah, oh my God, it was stealthy, but there were six other guards in the vicinity who saw you do it. Yeah. Well, they didn't right, see you, right. but they definitely saw the arrow go through his skull. Hmm. So like that kind of ruined some of the stealth aspect. So, and that was kind of the fun of the first game. Like, I, could get, I can get through stealthily by just like the sneak assassinations, but now and it has to be like, actual stealth or I leave a path of carnage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I picked up Hearthstone again, mainly just in the last couple of days because they announced two days ago the next expansion. Cool. They're doing Scalamance Academy. So for those who don't know, Scalamance is actually a dungeon in WoW, but it was a school of necromancy. So the Hearthstone expansion is going to cover it before it was that, like when it was an actual school of magic. Mm-hmm. 
But there's going to be some cool gameplay mechanics because it's the first time that they're ever going to introduce dual-class cards. Oh, so cards that you can only use in Rogue and Warlock? Yeah, there's going to be 10 different combinations. So okay. each class gets combo cards with two other classes because then we have 10 classes total. Yeah. So they've already revealed a few of them. So like one of the combinations, uh, Mage gets combo cards with Rogue and Shaman. But I can see some of them already. They haven't revealed too many of these. They did say they're going to be 40 total that mm-hmm. are dual class. And so, like, I can see it working in some decks better than others. Like, one they revealed for Mage and Rogue was it's called Wand Thief. It's a one-cost card, but it has the Rogue's combo mechanic, where as long as you play another card, you get to trigger the extra effect, which is to discover a Mage spell. Now, Mage already has a lot of cards that already do that, so I kind of see the one-cost card letting you discover a Mage spell be a lot better suited for a Rogue deck that's already doing the combos. Hmm. Okay. So I'm curious to see how that's going to pan out because it's definitely going to open up some avenues for classes. Like uh, like Rogue also gets warrior cards. Like a mix of warrior. That's way more aggro than Rogue technically plays. Yeah, it gives that, that, I'm assuming it'll give them shield so that they can bash into things easier and not take the damage themselves. Maybe. Like, we don't really know what yeah. a lot of these do, but you see some of them. Like They're definitely, the ones they have revealed are mixing the uniqueness of each class and letting them access something new. That's so like, fun. Like Druid and Shaman got a card. It's zero cost, gain two mana crystals this turn, but it has the Shaman's overload effect next turn. So uh, Andrew and I are Magic the Gathering players, and over the last several years, it's been very apparent that the power creep of Magic has been getting a bit out of hand. Uh, do you feel that something similar is happening with Hearthstone? Uh, you can also always look at Yu-Gi-Oh! and see how simple the game started, or Pokemon card, oh like God. their Pokemon. HPs. Pokemon cards that haven't come out in the last 10 years are useless. Yeah. Uh, I would argue the last three or four years. Yeah, for uh, But do you see that in Hearthstone? Is there like a power creep where uh, a lot of the older cards are kind of pointless and not nearly as strong and you have to keep buying new stuff to stay well, relevant? The the thing about Hearthstone is that it being all digital, they can go back and rework and nerf That's things. a very good point. They can actually change things. Like Priest got a actually an overhaul at the beginning of this like standard. Yeah, year. I remember you mentioning that. So yeah, they took out a bunch of cards from Priest in the classic sets, you know, the ones that you always have access to, and replaced them with other things to kind of try to bring it back into its own identity, its own uniqueness. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time you had this card that would let you draw a card whenever you healed whenever a minion healed. So like, it was a lot of healing effects and just ramping up, get these gigantically max health minions. But then you got this card that lets you set its attack to whatever its health is. So like for I remember doing that for like yeah so since the beginning they had this no matter what new priest cards came out this was com- a good strategy the combo was get that thing to fifty health get his attack to fifty health one shot yeah so the, you know people were saying you know it's not fun yeah I'm getting all these unique new priest cards each expansion but that's still the strategy to go with so they removed some of those effects and went to a more control oriented focus for priests like more like yeah give this a little more HP like copy a card from your opponent's deck or class kind of things. Mm-hmm. So that's where Hearthstone's a little bit unique. It can go back and say, hey, remember this card? Well, this has been like too good lately, so we're reverting it to wild. You can still use it, just not in the standard set. Gotcha. Like, they don't get rid of cards ever. They just say, okay, like this has been like a little too good lately. It's been using in a way we didn't expect you guys to do. It has an interaction we didn't anticipate with these newer cards, so... To avoid that being the dominant thing and the only thing that's good, it's going to wild. And then, you know, that kind of opens up its fairness a little bit because wild has everything the game has ever had. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, you're not going to see, like, the two or three decks that are top of the meta like you will in standard. You're going to see a lot more variety because you have no idea what you're going to see. That makes sense. But on top of that, they also just did add Demon Hunter, and it's been getting nerf after nerf after nerf. Yeah, I remember it you way too strong. Talking about when it first it, released, it was just busted. It, it it's it's still it's dominating. <laughs> Jesus, it, it just got this like when they dropped the news about the new expansion, it just got another nerf for a bunch of cards. Remember when I said having a, a hero with one power when everyone or one mana cost when everyone else's was two was going to be unbalanceable? See, that's not the unbalanced part about it. It's just they even the kind of admitted themselves. that they because it has like so many so less cards than every other class because it came out six years into the life cycle of the game. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make the cards on average a little bit stronger, but they kind of overdid it. Gotcha. Like I wrote about it in my article a little bit. Like I, if I had to like kind of highlight the problem, the class has too much synergy with itself. Like synergy is one thing, but when almost every single card you have for it plays into the same play style almost, it's a little too much. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's like if every card you have almost had the same effect or got some benefit from borderline the same thing. You don't see that in the other classes in the game. Gotcha. Sounds like my morph deck. Oh, my God. So dumb. Yeah. He is a, an undefeated deck in Magic uh, in a four-player format. That is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that deck. Wow. Yeah. The, <laughs> the commander they printed on that uh, pre-con deck was too strong. Um. <laughs> Cool. All right. Anything else? Uh, just and, uh, so that won't come out for a few more weeks. They're going to start the card reveals next week, so you'll be seeing a lot of YouTubers. Fun. Just getting like random Hearthstone videos, like, "Hey, here's the card they gave me to show." Yeah, you that's, I mean, that's they've been doing that with Magic for a long time. They gave a card to every content every content creator, uh, so that they're like, "Yeah, this is the card that we get to show you." It has to kind mm-hmm. of do with what we do on this yeah. channel. So, yeah. so I'm curious to see how they're going to pull off the dual class because, like I said, I definitely see it. Depending on what effects they give the cards, I think it'll end up weighing more favorably for one of the two classes that has access to it. Yeah. Cool. Is that it for games? Uh, I also started playing Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Yes. (laughs) And? Such a nostalgia trip. But is it good? It's the same. That's not the point. (laughs) It is the same game. There's not a lot changed, but it is gorgeous. Okay. Cool. It it handles really well. It's, It's a faithful remaster. I can say that. It's just a game I haven't played in over a decade, and I just wanted to. It's faithful rehydration. Yes. Boo. Rehydration. Cool. That's the title, dude. What about you, Andrew? What have you been playing? Oh, boy. I have been busy this week, comparatively. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're telling me. Uh, I meant from playing games. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I've been busy with life, <laughs> I so I haven't busy. been able to. <laughs> but, yes, I have also been busy with life. But in my spare time, instead of falling asleep at 5 o'clock like I usually do, I have been playing some games. I uh, yesterday finished... Claire's campaign of Resident Evil 2. Nice. Thereby beating that game fully. I got the the actual ending cut. Did you scene. play as Tofu? What? You haven't beaten that game yet. Who you, the fuck? You can play as Tofu. What like, what is Tofu? Uh Res E to Tofu. Um you can play as a log of Tofu. There's a lot of like extra unlockable things. Have you played as Hunk? No. Yeah, there's Who a lot is more. Hunk? What is that? <laughs> That's Hunk. <laughs> Why? Uh, they're just like bonus campaigns. All right. Well, no, I did the two main <laughs> campaigns. But uh, you didn't play as Tofu. I don't you give a fuck, dude. I, I, listen, I started that game in April, and I'm trying to eliminate it from my backlog before <laughs> other games come out, and that's the point. Uh, no, but you know, it was it was the same game. I, you know, 
it wasn't any it basically wasn't any different it was it was a standard resident evil thing where like the different character has different weapons they do yeah. the same thing in three they do the same thing in the last of us i forgot to bring that up but like the last of us is very similar to resident evil like a lot because in the different character plays yeah because yeah. you know you start as abby and then you get different weapons and you have like different abilities you can upgrade so it's, it's kind of the same dynamic um but the the thing that i that i think bothered me the most is that Aside from a few specific aspects, Claire's campaign is almost identical to Leon's hmm. it, with some of the bosses you fight and some of the areas that you go through. It's like, I wish... It, but, like, you can see they try and kind of weave their two stories together yeah, yeah. a little bit by having Leon place notes throughout the mansion or the lab for Claire to find. But Claire also fought the same boss in the same location as Leon... And I wish that they had split them up in a way so that Leon fights G at different points than Claire does. Uh -huh, so it seems uh -huh. like their journeys are more interconnected. Uh, it, it was a little bit jarring just playing the same story beats over again. Um, I mean, that, that sounds like it's just something left over from the original game. Oh, they yeah. They just I didn't want to yeah. change it too, too much. I know Because I know the first game is kind of similar where between when you're playing... Chris and, Chris and Jill. 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 Because yes. uh, I played as Chris, I want to say, when I did it. And I didn't go through and play as Jill, but I did look. And it's like, it's basically the same, but there's like some tiny the little differences. differences. Like yeah. you go to one room first instead of another kind of thing. Yeah, it's like Claire, Claire yeah. starts on the other side of the mansion, yeah. and then she has an entire... Uh, other section where she, uh, you know, the whole stuff with Sherry and, the, yeah. and that one dude. Um but uh, she also doesn't have the boss fight against uh, Mr. X because he just gets fucking murdered. Uh, there's the I think there's an extra boss fight against G at the mm -hmm. end, and then there's the culmination of it all where you're on the train, the train or the the zip car or whatever, uh, and it's like G's final form or whatever. Uh, but even that was pretty anticlimactic because I. It just it just his, his big eyeball opened up and I unloaded a hundred <laughs> ammo worth of a minigun into him and then that was it I yeah. beat the game so <laughs> um, I I like the way that three handled it better with the characters where mm -hmm. the you pass off in between the two characters in the progression of one complete story instead of uh, playing two separate, yeah, campaigns. Two separate campaigns okay hmm. like I like I like the idea of doing the two separate campaigns and then the only way to get the true ending is to play both of them but I Wish that they were a little more different from each other. Yeah. Um, but overall, still a really good game. And I was, I'm was i going to talk a little bit more about this later, but it's another 2019 game that I've now played in 2020 that has pushed out my previous <laughs> game of the years from yeah. 2020. Mm. Or 2019, rather. I bought it during the Steam sale, so I'm excited to eventually play it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, uh, along that vein, I also played a little bit more of Resident Evil 7. Uh, I have elected to stop using the <laughs> VR mode because <laughs> it is making me sick. I played it for maybe 20 minutes uh, one night, and I wanted to vomit. I it just the PSVR is yeah, is not good. not good. No, it's like I never felt that way playing the Oculus. Y yeah, you know when yeah. I'm moving around playing Beat Saber, getting yeah. all up in my business, and then I don't feel sick at all when I do that. But I am sitting in a saucer chair playing <laughs> oh, with a controller. God. Uh, and I am. I want to puke. It's it's huh. very. I think that may be a part of it because you are stationary and you're 
your perception is that you are moving, but you are physically not right. moving. That You're could, that could give you weird yeah, vertigo. Your, your brain is just saying, why? Yeah, my yeah, my mouth is also saying why to the PSVR. Um, it, it kind of a lot of weird stuff. Like, yeah. you guys ever wander aimlessly when you're on the phone? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because your brain is looking for whoever you're talking to because you can't see them. Oh, Ooh, that's funny. I didn't <laughs> know that. That's, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird. Brain hears weird. person. Brain don't see person. Brain confused. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So I I started. I stopped playing. Uh with the VR because that was making me very sick. Uh, but overall I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's a little bit weirder compared to two and three mm. because it's first person instead of third person. So yeah. getting used to that's a little weird. Uh, the overall puzzle and exp- exploration structure is pretty much the same as as two. You yeah. have like go find this thing. Yeah, you have like <laughs> oh here's this door that needs a very specifically themed key. Yeah, in like in in two and three, it's like you have the 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 houses from a deck of cards, but in this, it's like you have a, a scorpion key and yeah. like a like some other thing. Um, this game really like you can tell that it was made in like the 20 teens because it, the violence and the gore is just brought to 11 <laughs> like i watched the dude like shove a shovel through a guy's face and like cleave the top oh. third of his head off in vr and that was weird <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh but so i i ended up stopped i didn't uh play it a little more because i i played for maybe an hour the other night and just tried to do the same section over and over and kept dying there there are too many dudes in that game yeah there's like instead of regular zombies there's like these weird like growth zombie things that are like probably taller than you and they're they're chunky boys um they take a you they take either like three well-placed bullets to the head Mm. to kill or a lot of bullets and it's like i was going through the area and it's like you kill one and then you turn a corner and there's another one and then you kill that one you go into the next room there's one in front of you and then when you walk halfway through the room one appears behind you it's impossible to get past at least from it's like you have to be very precise with right, it and, right. and like but fighting two of them at the same time is annoying because if you damage one of them then he like gets mad and starts lunging at you it's it was rough so i stopped uh, but hopefully I'll get back to it at some point. I love I like Resident Evil and I I want to play them, but right now fuck that shit. <laughs> Anything else? Uh yeah uh the other the other thing was is that I started Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Nice. Uh trying to play as much of that as I can before tomorrow. Um. Uh, I am going in with the mindset uh that we are going to be doing that discussion. Yeah. So I am being much more prepared uh for that uh, i'm taking very comprehensive notes on oh, nice. my thoughts okay. and cool. how the game works um because i i realized after the fact for that bonus episode that i was not prepared at all for that <laughs> like there, there's a lot of stuff after the fact where i was like oh yeah i forgot to mention this and this and to uh, be fair there's a lot of stuff you could break down in that yeah game. oh yeah for Compa- sure especially compared to the first one like yeah there's so many things you can make comparisons to yeah uh but i am hopefully gonna be much more prepared for uh for that discussion but uh, i'm a few hours in uh mm-hmm. maybe closer to six or seven um i've got i went through the first two memory sequences i think and i wanted to to play the, it's because it's the way i play games like open world games uh is working to my detriment because they put objectives on the map that you can't access yeah. until you've done a certain story progression um 
and that bothers me because I'm like, okay, this is the next thing I'm going to go do. So I'm going to ride my horse over there. And then it, it's like, nope, here's a big wall. You can't, you can't, you can't go there. <laughs> so I'm like trying to do every objective and I can't. So I was like, okay, I'll do the story. And, and then I finally got to the point where it does open up and you can go and, yeah. you know, get all the towers and do the side do missions. Uh, and I've probably been doing that for the last three to five hours of gameplay and haven't like, I'm not close to, to getting everything I can yet. That's definitely something that I think they start doing better in Brotherhood is they make the middle chapters even more like open yeah. so that you're not like encountering that where you're like, oh, man, I really want to go do that stuff over there, but it's locked until I get to sequence seven and I'm on sequence three <laughs> Yeah, where like – yeah, in Brotherhood, they start to like, okay, you hit this point, we're going to let you play around in this open yeah. world. Yeah, it's like I've read... I've read a little bit about some of the some of the things because I was really confused. I was like, why can't I like there's no way for me to climb up to this to this viewpoint. And it's like, but the way it works is I uh, I should explain, I guess, that the this game is centralized in the city of Rome instead of Italy as a whole. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the things that you do are investing in the city itself and that uh, changes the world and how you interact with it. Um, so there's one viewpoint you can't get to until you purchase a particular structure and then that structure gets built yeah. and then you can get up to the viewpoint and apparently you can't do that until like sequence seven or something so right. it's like i just spent 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get up to this <laughs> viewpoint and i cannot even do it feasibly whatsoever um mm. but i do like that it, it's it's centralized in rome i yeah. think it not only is rome the most famous of italian cities so there's a lot of landmarks there uh that you wouldn't be able to explore otherwise it just it it makes the world feel a little bit more lived in because mm -hmm. it's all there and rome itself is very diverse uh as a as a landscape you have like the hills and the villas but you also have the the populated cities right yeah there's um, that one central kind of area and then there's like the surrounding mix yeah. that kind of like gives you a different i like that a lot more than what i'm experiencing now in, uh, in odyssey and odyssey yeah uh, and I love that they've brought the systems over from two and mm. kind of expanded upon it and made it work in that setting, uh, like the investing system yeah. from the that villa. Is my favorite I think, part of Brotherhood. yeah, and I think it works way better in Brotherhood because, y like, from what I can tell so far, either all of the game or the majority of the game takes place in Rome. So yeah. you are investing in the space that you are in instead of the villa, which acted as a hub. Um, so right now, from what I've played, this seems like the culmination of Assassin's Creed thus far. Uh, it seems like it's it's pretty much like the perfection of it um, as far as they've been. If it's like the true sequel, right? Like, yeah. Like right, I said, at right. this point, the way I would classify it as Assassin's Creed One feels like a proof of concept, and Assassin's Creed Two is the real first game. Right. And then this one is it, the is sequel. Like, is, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like it expands the story. It's like more focused. Uh, it's good. I'm enjoying it, uh, but I probably won't get to play anymore for a little while. Uh, other than that, we played Clash this weekend. We did. Uh, we went two and one, which was pretty good. Did we? We played both two days though. What did we? we oh, we went. We went two and one both days. That's right. The first day we lost. The first game and won the, the first next two. Is the first day we lost because JP got slaughtered by that Diamond Fizz. <sighs> Ripperoni. Yeah. yeah. And then we played. We played well in the other two games. Mm -hmm. Both days we had a surrender. Yeah, which is crazy because. Yeah. Why would you surrender in this highly organized tournament? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't make sense. But, yeah, two people surrendered against us, yep. one each day. Yeah. Second day, we won the first two games and then lost in the third game. Mm -hmm. Just, we got really outclassed in draft that game. Yeah. we the They had a very w good 
uh, dive comp that we just couldn't yeah. get it. Like they got a little bit of a lead and they just ran away yeah, with it. A lot, of, not much a lot of dumb individual mistakes, especially from me. Yeah, it was it was a rough game overall. But like yeah. the games that we, we did, the games that we won, we played like we played, we played awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was very fun. Yeah, nice. been pleased about that. Uh, uh, I won a game yesterday with a dive comp. Like we had like four forms of hard CC on our side. So like we had a Camille top lane, and then me and my me and my three friends were. Galio, Senna, Pike, and Vi. Yeah, they had top lane Malphite, mid lane Galio. Oh, so God. Malphite would go in. Uh, Galio would like, yeah, he would. Malphite would go in. Galio would channel his all, and we were just done. Yeah, not much we could do. Um, yeah, that's just like, oh, you wanted to fight? No, you don't get to. Yeah, pretty much. It was fun. Yeah, uh, played some some regular solo queue. Other than that, and then that's it for me. Cool. Do you want to go next, Eric? Or you want me to go? Sure, I will. I'll go next. Okay. What do you got? Uh, so yeah, continuing on that Assassin's Creed conversation, I have dove farther into Odyssey, mm-hmm. and yeah, one of my criticisms of of Odyssey, and I think of in hindsight of Origins, is there's no, and I guess I'm not that far into Odyssey yet compared to I guess the size of the world, so mm-hmm. I don't know this might change, but there's less cityness to uh the environment and i miss that about uh the the previous games um uh four notwithstanding because four is is its own masterpiece in its own way <laughs> it's uh, own pirate but game. between like three two like revelations they all take place in the cities and the parkour aspect and the, like that that makes the game so much more satisfying to play um from like a stealth assassin's perspective uh, I think Origins only has really like Alexandria as its big city, and it's not even that like big compared to you know. And yeah, okay, it's ancient times, whatever you know. Like cities weren't that large, um, but it it like still makes a difference in the gameplay perspective. And then in Odyssey, yeah, there's just it's most of the game is you're running through the woods and stuff like that, and that's kind of like, uh man, like this is becoming more and more just an RPG and less of a stealth action game RPG. Um, Like, I am heavily investing in the assassin tree of the RPG systems in Odyssey, and it's paying off so far because, uh, like, there are good enough opportunities to play stealthily, Um, but it's like, more than often or not, I end up actually having to fight, and it's like, okay, I, I guess I need to work also into the warrior tree to like make sure I'm still good at con- like good geared up for combat or whatever. Um, though I did get a there's like an ability in the assassin's tree that you can use while not in stealth, and that has like completely changed the way I can play the game because I can just keep using that over and over while I'm fighting like hordes of twenty guys when <laughs> you're like not really supposed to. But I've just got good enough at dodging and parrying that I can like there's there's a really cool mechanic in the game that I really like that's similar to the uh, Middle Earth. Uh, Shadow of Mordor like mm-hmm. system where there's like uh, the orcs or whatever have their like ranks. The nemesis so, system. Yeah, the nemesis system. So there's ranks of mercenaries that exist throughout Greece, um, and as you it, gain no- notoriety, they will come after you. And when you beat them, you rise in the rank of because you're also technically uh. a mercenary, mercenary. So you also rise in the ra- rise in the ranks, and so it's really satisfying. Like I feel less bad about like 
becoming notorious because it's like okay i'm gonna fight this next guy when he like whenever he comes and finds me and i've like fucked up a couple times and gotten my notoriety to like four and then then four guys come at me and i'm like fighting (laughs) three of them but and eventually they're too high level for you to do any damage to so there's like two guys like i'm just trying to kite and leave alone while i'm trying to defeat these other two guys so i can move up two ranks in the mercenaries thing it, but like i think i had like a 10 minute combat encounter yesterday in like a fort because i was just like dodging two guys while trying to kill one guy and it should have been tedious and annoying but the skills in the game like make it interesting enough that i like the combat kind of feels fun which i like so there's a lot of things about this game like fighting at each other like I don't want it to be an RPG, but the RPG systems are kind of good. Yeah, yeah it, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about how it's like, is it an Assassin's Creed game or did they just slap the title right. on it? Right, it's like, it's an Assassin's Creed game because of this, but the RPG is here and like, sometimes I want want them to just commit to one or the other, you know? Yep. And it seems like they're still not going to do that with Valhalla, but they're maybe finding a better balance of everything. Um yeah, see, I I, I would know. I would like I'm really interested to see what they would do given the last you know four or five years of experience with Assassin's Creed and the new yeah. uh, titles. How they would tackle like another game in the, with the original formula. I I'm in in even thinking of that like this this if you think about it is the since the reboot is the brother Valhalla is going to be the brotherhood of the reboot. So like Origins was the first game. It's like introduced some new concepts, but it doesn't fully form. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, not as good as a sequel as 2 was, but still, like, growing. Will Valhalla be the brotherhood of this trilogy? I don't... I hope so, yeah. but we will We will definitely see. We so, will. So it kind of sounds to me like... I, I'm just... I'm imagining, like, the, the ideology of, oh, Spider-Man's really only cool because he's in a city. So, like, you want to be an assassin, but, like, the environment is not really allowing itself to the assassin playstyle. I mean, you can still be an assassin, like, uh, um, you know, hiding in bushes and something like that, but I think it's the, the historical context. There's something cooler about running around the, the rooftops of Rome mm-hmm. trying to find your assassination target as opposed to just walking around the bushes in the hills of Greece. Yeah. You know? So, uh, it's, like, not as satisfying from a... Um, like immersion perspective. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I keep, it reminds me of the issue I have with Dishonored 2, like how, like, I want to be pulling off these stealth assassinations, mm-hmm. but the way they have the game structured makes it honestly not the correct yeah. choice. The level design makes it so, you, like, you're more restricted than you want to be. Yeah. I know, I, like, in, I'm in the, where I am in the campaign, I am going to Athens soon, so I'm excited to see, like, Athens is an ancient Greek city. Like, all the places I've been so far are, like, no name places I've never heard of. So that'll be kind of cool. I wonder if that will change my my feeling as I progress more Maybe. into the game. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I started playing Valorant again. Ah. Uh, I played a couple matches of that. Um, I want to play. I'm going to play some ranked. I think I'm going to dive back into ranked soon and see if I can be better than Iron Two. <laughs> I have a feeling like you can be if you put your mind to it. Yeah, I I feel like I probably I'm. W- definitely way better at the game now than I was in the beta, but like I don't, you know, I don't know if everyone else is way better. I did see like someone, a video of a guy made like a Smurf account just to see how bad 
first time players was yeah and it was hilarious <laughs> like people are, like are like running around in circles trying to like play like call of duty but it's just like not working and the guy's just like watching them like shooting at nothing and everything it's pretty funny. that's me that's how i play the game yeah yes <laughs> it was pretty hilarious so uh i'm hoping to dive more into that it's, it's still fun i feel like the characters are pretty well balanced uh there's one character the new character they added reina mm-hmm. is kind of had some has some weird balance stuff with her but i can see how she's counterable like i've started to notice her patterns of when she's using her abilities so like i know like she teleports but you can see where she's teleporting to as she's moving so like i had a kill the other day where like or like a sa- like saved around because the reina tried to teleport to get around me and i just followed her with my cursor and then shot her when she came back out <laughs> uh, but the one big thing is the operator is completely overpowered in the context of like the game as a whole so uh i'm that should probably that'll be the probably the next nerf i think how can you nerf the operator without it instantly being useless if you take it down at all and make it so that it can't be a one-hit kill then what's the point of it you know so maybe increase the cost of it Mm, that's an option so that's this is the big problem is it's not a factor of the cost or how how it's um like how easy it is up to obtain or anything like that it's uh a factor of just how the game works and how the game is uh like the movement and penalties for movement are not as uh, the, like there are the, the thing i was reading was comparing it to csgo yeah um and it was talking about how in playing csgo the op uh, is like the snipe the, the equivalent to the operator. Mm-hmm. It's a one shot kill mm-hmm. anywhere sniper rifle, and um, it's the idea of you you would never play a round with one more, more than one of your teammates having an op because there would be some risk in that. But with Valorant, because of the way the maps are set up, because of the way movement is set up, you can have a round where two maybe three of your teammates might all have operators. And it's a viable strategy to like win the ra- win the round, okay. because, because peeking corners with it is easy, right? Because of the way the maps are set up, so there's de- it's definitely going to be a difficult thing to tune and fix. They have been like changing some sight lines on maps to try to change things. They changed uh, that one with the the ropes in the middle, yeah. that we hated. Split, I think. split. Is that split? Yeah, I think that was split. Uh, they like changed some sight lines on that map, and it is much more enjoyable now. Oh, good. Uh, especially mid, because the mid area was where it was like kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, it's getting there. I mean, I'm not definitely not an expert when it comes to these kind of games, but I'm still having fun playing it. So that's uh, yeah. awesome. I can't. I'm gonna play more definitely. Solid. It's, it's like. Oh, a little bit weird for me to listen to you talk about it because it's a game that we used to play a lot yeah, back like when we got into the beta, week. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm listening to you and I understand the things you're telling me, but I'm also like, I don't fucking know anything about that game. <laughs> it's like I, I'm like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, right. We I don't think we've played. I have since not launch. played since the beta. Yeah, yeah. right. I have yeah. not played it, the full like, launch of that game. Yeah, me neither. The new map is fun. I like the new map. I'd be down. You just gotta say, yeah. "Hey, let's it's play." It's not this. like we we don't record digitally anymore, so we can't be like, "Hey, after yeah, the right podcast, after Valorant." Podcast. That's that was a big part of it. Is we were finishing the podcast and immediately playing Valorant. We were talking about Valorant on the podcast, and then be like, "Hey, let's play Valorant." Yeah. Well, I also am like, I need to get a wired connection because it is totally affecting. Like, I yeah, dude, your internet, internet is sucks. just not good enough. <laughs> dude, just buy a hundred foot lane cable. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy a good. long lane cable. Um, yeah. 
So the last thing, uh, because I could talk about Destiny 2 a bunch, but... Uh, Please don't. <laughs> I decided to pick back up Prey uh, after okay. Adam's been talking about Dishonored a lot. Um, I mentioned okay. Prey's... I have a friend who's other. been trying to get me to play Prey for like months now. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to dive in and I'm going to finish it. Um, and you ever do that thing where you don't play a game for a year and then you load up the game and yeah, like we were talking about earlier, <laughs> you left yourself at this position. Like I had 30 health, no ammo, and like not, I was like, that was there's enemies all around me. It took me that a while. Was me with to Resident Evil last week. Just get out of that little predicament. Yeah. Um. But I ended up. I was only maybe three hours from the end of the game. Oh wow. So oh. Uh, I did bump the difficulty down all the way to story, which is like the Everything I'm going to walk around and nobody can kill me difficulty. Mm -hmm. But I had basically gotten to the point where there wasn't anything, any like encounters left in the game. It was just I was running from point A to point B to drop stuff off. So I probably could have played on nor like whatever difficulty I was on and just stealthily done those sections, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about like combat and stuff. But I was like, I don't have any ammo. I don't know how I'm gonna get out of the situation. So I just dropped it down and kept playing. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I got the good ending. Uh. This game has one of the has a pretty interesting twist at the end um, that I didn't see coming at all, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, this is cool." Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it if you're gonna play it because it's. My friend's been trying to get me to play it for months. Like every time I log on Discord, he's there. He's like, "Adam, play Prey." Yeah, like the first thing he says. It's hmm. really, really good. Um, I would not put it in my top 20 games, but I would put it close to that top 20. Oh, really? It's a really, really cool game, uh, if, especially if you like uh, immersive sim-type gameplay where, like, everything in the game is interactable and, like, you can so, pick up a table okay. and throw it if you want to right. and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of a cool, you know, you can stack objects on top of each other to bypass a wall that you normally couldn't. Like, it's, it's a really cool game. The... Combat can be frustrating at first because the enemies are pretty strong um, and you have to figure out, like, the best way to deal with them. Like, sometimes the best way to deal with them is just running away. Uh, like, there's this big version of the enemy called the Nightmare, which is just this um, everlasting throughout the entire game enemy that just exists, like Mr. X, uh, okay. in a way. Um, and it'll just randomly show up in the location you're in, and you either just like stealthily hide for two and a half minutes and it goes away or you try to defeat it but defeating it just gives you like more materials that you can use to you know buy more stuff or whatever or create more w ammo or whatever uh but hiding from it is also kind of satisfying i guess if you're like uh into that stealth kind of like you're trying to complete the objective but still keep the stealth going on um when i put it on story mode it wouldn't even find me so cool. i was like Hmm, okay. Maybe I made it too easy. Oh. Uh, I think there was a last part where it was supposed to be like, it's there, and there's also a bunch of other stuff going on, and I was just like, I'm just running around. Oh, let me pick this up. I got to pick up this thing. Okay, see you guys later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, recommend it as a game to play. It is hmm. really good. Cool. Uh, yeah, and that's. I think that's it. All right, that's it for see. Me. All right, I'll quickly hit mine. Take us uh, home, Jeff. It's, it's not a lot, so... Uh, when I initially beat Breath of the Wild, I said to myself, how long will it take me f to forget enough of this game where I can go back and play it again and enjoy it? 
Uh, and I booted up Breath of the Wild over this last week because Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima is coming out tomorrow, and it's very clearly uh, Breath of the Wild inspired or has Breath of the Wild aspects to it. So I wanted to play a little bit of Breath of the Wild to have fresh in my mind to be able to compare it to Ghost of Tsushima. And I think I might be at the point where I forgot enough about that game where I could play through it again, which is exciting. But then I remembered, when am I going to do this? <laughs> when am I going to have time to play through Breath of the Wild again? At that point, it's just, just wait for two. Yeah. So uh, I played for like an hour. Um, I'm just on the main plateau, just goofing around, playing with the physics, just remembering how how cohesive that world is and how everything affects everything else. And it's yeah. really something special. Uh, so that was fun. And then I was trying to kill some time. So I decided to play a round of Slay the Spire and I beat it <laughs> with all of the relics or, or all of the shards to get mm-hmm. to the final boss. And I beat the final boss in this one round that I randomly decided to play. Those are the best rounds. Yeah. I, I played the silent. Uh, I went with a poison build and uh, you can't, I, it's very, very difficult to beat the final boss of that game with a uh, shiv build with the silent because the final boss of the game deals damage to you for each card you play. And the whole point of the shiv build is to just play, play a of bunch cards. of zero cost cards. So it just kills you. So what I did this time was I had a bunch of cards that I had a few relics that made them start with poison. And then I had a card. So it started my hand that gave them poison. And then I had that card that doubles the poison counters. Yeah. And I upgraded it to triple and I had a potion that said play your next skill twice so i just saved that for the last boss got him up to i don't know a a reasonable amount of poison like 30 played that potion played the tripler uh, because it gets exhausted (laughs) after you use it so you can only use it once per fight uh and tripled his thing two times in a row and yeah i won (laughs) so i was like okay sweet so now i've beaten the final final boss of that game with the silent and the defect so maybe one day i'll beat it with the other two but we'll see but that was really fun i just decided to boot it up and i was like yeah i still got it <laughs> uh it was my first ever successful poison build uh because i feel like every time i try to play the silent i never get the poison cards yeah and it's really frustrating because it's really really good and yeah, they never very satisfying to just kind of sit there and say like you're just gonna die i don't gotta do anything yeah anymore. so you just get poison cards and defense cards and uh, yeah it's really good but that's it for me uh honestly everything's just waiting for ghost of shusima and paper mario to come out tomorrow so I was taking it my week very lightly. Um, all right, cool. Let's take another break. Uh, I left my water upstairs after and the first I break. I got to pee. And I'm really mad about it. So, yeah, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about our game of the happy year. I dropped my Nutella spoon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had a spoon of Nutella. I was eating it during the break, and I instantly dropped it. But I had the reaction to catch it, and then my hand was just covered in gross Nutella. Nutella. That's a weird way to say you wiped your ass with your own hand. (laughs) It tasted really good. Uh, And back to video games. (laughs) And video games. All right, let's talk about our video James, actually. Video James James Sharks. Um, Let's let's do our uh, game of the half year conversation. So it's been a little bit over halfway through the year. Yes. And we are going to kind of take tabs on what games we've played out that have come this year. What's kind of topping our lists of games that uh, would be at the top of our game of the year list. I said that very dumb. Sorry, my head got a little bit lost. Uh, but yeah, let's kind of just go through what we've played, what we think about them uh yeah we'll go from there um how do we want to do this do we want to go in like release date or just kind of 
bop around some of our lists and I don't know. What do you think? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um so <sighs> why don't we have how about we let's start with I guess the big ones, which are Final Fantasy and The Last of Us, I uh, think, are think the two biggest are, name. Are those the two like top contenders for the game of the year? Right I would now? No, at least I, for us. I would say that they are the two most anticipated releases of the year, and let's reflect on where they are now in comparison to those uh, expectations. I think we should throw Animal Crossing up there because I think that is just as big of a name as the other two. Okay, I think those yeah, are the three yeah, big yeah, front. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, Animal Crossing definitely hit, it hit a wider range of people. It kind of got people who are a little more outside of the usual realm of gamers per se. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely different circles who like maybe got a Switch Lite just to play Animal Crossing versus people who waited a couple of years for Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I know uh, there are plenty of outlets that have are going to have no- Animal Crossing as like a nomination for Game of the Year, so it's definitely worth talking uh, about as really? the big three. Yeah. So let, I, I could see it. Yeah. Let's start with Animal Crossing. Um, where where do you guys fall for it, like as a game of the year contender? Uh, think, at the bottom of my list. I didn't actually play it. It's just the uh, the simulation type games. You're just kind of aimlessly accomplishing tasks. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, it's chill, but not really the type of thing I'd want to spend sixty bucks on. Yeah. To then maintain my time, I prefer. That's about where I, I sit with it. I prefer, you know, puzzles. I prefer a story to it. Something to get me thinking or like I have to actively like strategize about. Doing anything. It also yeah. does I wouldn't even put it on any list because it doesn't do anything to push anything about anything? video games or its genre forward in any way. Yeah. Like it's fun to play around, but it is the same game as past game. Like maybe the only intuitive, like interesting new thing is the terraforming, and like that's something. It's like, like Minecraft, Minecraft has existed for ten years. years. You know, tons of tons of games. Yeah, kind of do stuff. It's like, like that, any so. any amount of satisfaction that I can get playing Animal Crossing, I get just as much and more playing Minecraft, which is a game I've already invested yeah. money and time yeah. into. It might be one of the most top selling games this year or something, but I don't think it should be on any game of the year list. That's because it appeals so hard to the casual gamer. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely it will be some outlist game of the year, which is baffling me. Like you, Andrew, I have a list of all the games I've played and I've ordered them, and kind of what my it's always a working list. I'm always adjusting it, but uh, it's like what my game of the year yeah. list is right now. And Animal Crossing is, I have nine games on my list and it's number nine. And I do not see it going up at all. Yeah. This game, in my opinion, is it's boring. It is riddled with technical errors and frustrating mechanics. And it just n- does not have good quality of life. Right. It, yeah. No way this should this be on a game of the year list. Yeah. Yes. But that's the thing, though, is the industry might see it differently because of how wide it appeals. I have friends who I didn't even think had ever touched a video game who say, hey, can I use your Switch to yeah. play Animal Crossing? Allison's up there playing it right now She on her second island. She completely restarted her island and just wanted to start again. Yeah. And I guess that's like one of those arguments of, so what What does a game of the year, what qualifies a game of the year? Yes. And I guess I could, from that point of it's, view, I can see why it would be on list. Yeah, it's the same reason that uh, that we que- I questioned the nomination for PUBG in mm-hmm. 2017. Right, yeah, it was okay. like PUBG was obviously this massive phenomenon that swept the world. It was the first big battle royale game. But it wasn't a finished video game, and they quote unquote released it so that it would meet that yeah, mark. Yeah, they released it like December twentieth or something. something like that. Yeah. Um, 
uh yeah i've we'll definitely do an episode where we kind of set up the structure of our game of the year we will define our game of the year for the end of the year at mm-hmm. some point uh in the upcoming months but yes, yes. Um, i feel if you're gonna throw animal crossing you'd have to make like a category for like best like casual game experience which i think there is is there in, is there in the game there's, awards there's there the family be. game yeah yes. animal which crossing is, which is yeah. like which i would argue this is a terrible family game any because you can any only, aspect yeah, of playing yeah, it with another true. person is terrible it yeah. is not fun, so I don't know. But like, <laughs> I will, I will eat a shoe if Animal Crossing doesn't win the best family game at the Game Awards, which just shows like, I, don't know. I mean, it's best sold family, a lot. best family I mean, game is a pseudonym for best Nintendo game at this but point. But Nintendo yeah. doesn't put out anything. <laughs> yeah, like, that's like that and Paper Mario are like the two big franchises they've had so far this year. They're, they're literally specs. the only games that Nintendo have released or yeah. even hinted at releasing. We know nothing. Where's that direct Nintendo? Yeah. Um, all right. So, okay, we all agree that Animal Crossing isn't going to be anywhere near our game of the I year. I think no, it's safe I haven't say. even played it. Okay, so I guess... Adam, what games have you played that came out this year? <laughs> okay, so in my defense, my, <laughs> P- my PC has been functional for three months. Yes. And, and he doesn't own a PS4. Yeah, I don't have a PlayStation, so that kind of, it's out of everything. Right. And he's in grad school. Yep. Yeah. Plus, I have got a Switch, and Nintendo hasn't gotten me anything good for a few months. All right, Adam, so what is your front runner for game of the year? The only thing I've technically, I can't even think of anything I've technically played that was released this year. I've been, I've been hitting that backlog of things I've been wanting to play on PC for a long time, but now that I have one, I'm playing them. Okay. What, so, so it's Legends of Runeterra. Is that your game of the year? Yes. <laughs> eh. It's your only game. Of the year. Adam, if it's your only yeah. game, then yes, it is. I suppose. <laughs> it's I, I swept it. every category. <laughs> best I, family best, game, Legends of Runeterra. Best racing game, <laughs> Legends of Runeterra. Best sound design. Yeah, even Legends even a lot of, of like I got. Night, I got the Crash Racing game, but that technically came out in nineteen. Like I got a lot of things that came out like late last year. Yeah, yeah, but not technically twenty twenty. If I had a PlayStation, I'd be able to, you know, participate in this conversation. Or if Nintendo had, you know, released anything in the first half of this year that was not yeah. Animal Crossing. Mm. Okay. I mean, does the Pokemon DLC count? No, no, no. no All right. So here's what I think I want to do. I want to kind of clump these into <laughs> games that I think have a chance. At being uh, somewhere in our game of the year discussion, and then games that's that a I, good way to go. And about games it, I, I don't think are going to be. So let's start with games I don't think are going to be in our game of the year discussion. Uh, Resident Evil Three. Andrew, I'm you, the only one who's played it. Right? Yep. What do you think? Like, it was. Does it have a chance at anything? Maybe I don't really. I, I haven't after because I didn't pay attention to it when it came out because at that point I wasn't interested. And then when I did play it, the discussion in the community had had stopped so and the the, the, the kind of the final thought on it was it's not as good as two yeah yeah i don't so i don't i didn't really get to be part of that conversation so i don't really know the general consensus but from what i've played it's not as good as two there are some aspects i do like more than two but it's apparently cuts content from the original game it's six hours for a 60 dollar game uh and it's it, yeah it, it was okay, it, okay. It, i don't think it's in the conversation yeah i don't think so either. it's it's pretty it's a nice uh, glow up of the original Resident Evil Three, but it's like Derek said for Animal Crossing. It's doing nothing to further its series or yeah. genre. Okay, Doom Eternal. I know both you two, Derek and Andrew, played it. Uh, I know Doom twenty sixteen was kind of a big front runner yeah. in that year. It made it made some moves. I don't think it ever won anything anywhere, but it was like still in the discussion. Do you think Doom Eternal is good enough, or it's from what your previous? Uh, thoughts on it from earlier episodes uh it makes it sound like it falls in that exact same category that we were just talking about with animal crossing and resident evil 3 where it's not doing much compared you know, to Jeff, its first one 
I won't lie. I forgot Doom Eternal came out this year. <laughs> seconds ago. I I wouldn't I wouldn't clump it in with Resident Evil Three and Animal you Crossing. Clump it in. <laughs> clump, clump it in <laughs> with uh, New, New Horizons and Resident Evil Three remake. Uh, because I think it is doing things. It's do it does it does do a lot for its genre. I just think that it didn't grab me as much as I yeah. expected it to. Okay. And that's I don't know if it's a fault of the game and more of just a fault as me as a gamer. Okay. Yeah, I played it almost immediately after t- Doom 2016, and it it was it was still good. I liked the the things that were there, but it still felt it didn't feel too enough removed from Doom 2016 mm-hmm. for me to think of it as anything special. And and I think it also like I think part of the conversation has to be the general. The like we were talking, Jeff and I, we were talking to our boss Steve the other day about the video game average, because nowadays a seven is the average, right? Like seven out of ten is still a good score, and that game right. is good and worth playing. But you, but like, tell me if you don't see a seven out of ten for a game you were anticipating and feel disappointed. Like if I saw Final Fantasy Seven remake got a seven got out a of seven, ten, yeah. I'd be like, oh. God damn it, that sucks. But yeah. like, still a good video game. Yeah, exactly. It's just not the fucking Godfather two of video games, you know, which is what we want everything to be. Yeah, it's like it, it feels na- like nowadays the consensus is if it's not a ten, then it's not a, it's not like that worth it's talking about, you know. I don't. Yeah, and I don't think that's a fault of us as gamers, and more of a fault at game journalism. That's the fault of the system, man. The yeah, the idea that like. Sevens are games that are like, yeah, it's good. That should be like a five. But five, if it's less than a, if it's less than a seven, usually it's like, yeah, this that game, game is not. Worth there aren't buying. very good aspects of this game. There might be a couple, but most of the aspects are bad. And that's like that's that's why like a seven. I expect okay, like it may oh maybe it has a good story or maybe it has good gameplay or maybe it has really good graphics. But it's lacking but one a little of those bit. Things one of those. is going to be lacking, and if it's gameplay. It's gonna turn me off. Like I think when you look at a seven, then you have to start reading reviews to see where, what lacks. And if you're not it like, yeah, if Final Fantasy seven got a seven, I would be reading every review to see, okay, what is its shortcomings? Is yeah. it something that I will like pass on, or is it something I'll be like, ooh, yeah, that makes me not want to play it? So, yeah, yeah, you're completely right. A seven is pretty subjective yeah. depending on what exactly brought it down. The problem is, is most people don't read reviews. They just, they just see look the at the score, score. and yeah. say, "Oh, seven. That's not good." Yeah, um, <laughs> even though seven is good. I think it would be cool for us to do another episode where we kind of establish our own rating Criteria. system for things. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of really like because we, we talk about think about how we think about. Games. We've given a couple games uh, numbers this, yeah. that have come out this year. I know we gave Ori a number. We gave Final Fantasy VII a number. I think those are the only two. And then we gave our, Assassin's Creed a number. Yeah, technically we gave a, and then all our and then all our Game Sharks game, thing. So like we should yeah. do an episode where we sit down and really go in depth about like our reviewing system or ranking system and what the numbers mean. And yeah, like because I I wouldn't say that by any means we are journalists. No, no. Um, and I know a lot of newer things that are defining themselves not as journalists. Kind of, they shy away from numbers as a yeah, whole. Yeah, starting on score, um, score games. So stuff, we should yeah. we should have a good discussion about like what we want to do going forward with that. I'd be cool with that. Um, so I had an idea for this. I think we should we'll have three tiers. We'll have low tier, mid tier, and high tier. And with each game we talk about, we'll clump it into one of those tiers. High tier being games that we think 
are in the conversation for game of the year itself. Mm-hmm. Mid-tier games that might not be in the conversation for game of the year, but could win in some other category in some fashion. And then low-tier where it has no chance yeah. of winning. Okay. Yep. So uh, I and think I it's think, safe to assume. I, th- I think in general with ranking th- like things as a whole, tier lists are the way to go because – inherently put like because everything, everything is other. so close together yeah. most of the time in quality that the difference between one and three on a numbered list is probably a lot you know smaller than most people realize yeah. uh, at face value so having them like in the same tier on a tier list like like when i talked about my you know top five favorite games of all time it's like all of those games are s tier games for me exactly right? um all right so we i think we can assume we're putting resident evil 3 in low tier is, yeah. Can there be like a low mid tier? No, it's one of the three. Uh, Do you think it's going to have a chance at winning any awards? Any, no, low tier. Low tier. Uh, Doom Eternal. Derek sounds like you might put that in mid tier. I, I put it in that mid tier. Yeah. Mid, yeah. Mid-tier. I haven't played it, but from what I've seen, like it's not doing. Like it looks fun. That was something I'd want to play in the future, but yeah. like not necessarily, like, inventive on the storytelling level. Okay. And then I think we as a group are going to put Animal Crossing in low tier. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Derek, what do you think? Low is there a lower tier than low tier? <laughs> Lowest the Animal Crossing tier? No tier. <laughs> no tier. All right. No tiers. Only tiers. Only tiers. So, um let's Also p- important to mention probably for the purposes of our game of the year discussions, we will not be including Persona 5 Royal or Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Yes, we decided anything that is a remaster of a game that had already come out is excluded from discussion for game of the year. Perso- cool. even Persona though, 5, even it's Persona adding 5 a lot, is like right on the boundary. But 98, 97% of that game right. is still the same still game. The same game. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the next thing on this list. Uh, I'm going to try to go in order approximately of when these games came out. Uh, if that sounds good to you guys. Yep. So Legends of Runeterra, which is one that we all played. Yeah. Derek, you played a couple games yeah, of it, right? I did play. Mm-hmm. Okay, wh- what do we think about that game? It was like, I mean, remember when that game came out, Jeff? Remember when we got into that beta? Yeah. We were so high on that game. Like, it, it's it's hard for me to talk about, I guess, because I haven't played it in several months. But, like, the time I did have with it, I was obsessed. Yeah, I loved that game for a little while. And then I got I kind of, I just... I got fed up with the grind. Yeah, I exactly. think I needed to play it more mm-hmm. casually than yeah. I was, and I haven't gone back to it since because of that. I think it definitely fell into that. I haven't touched it in a while either. It definitely fell into that trap a lot of card games fall into where once the meta is established, there's like not a lot of decks that get played variance-wise. And you have to wait for them to adjust things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's one perk to Hearthstone being around for so long. Like, you know, exactly. there's, there's, a, there's a few decks that are around that, you know, there's still a couple that are at the top of things that you see more frequently, but you'll, you'll still see some variants where it seems like with the Legends, like people found out this deck is clearly better than most others, so this is yeah, what I have to do if I want to win. Shadow Isles ephemeral deck. Everyone played Ghost that Ghost Sharks, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too with that is like, I feel bad about it because I didn't know the meta and I just chose that. It was deck. like this is cool. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people said that. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I personally try to strive against the meta. Like whenever a new Hearthstone expansion comes out, I save up gold and I get packs. And the way it works now is, you are guaranteed a legendary within your first ten packs. Yeah. So I just wait and see what I get, and then build a deck around it. Like I don't wait and see what the meta is. I just want to play. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with like team fight tactics. Like there is a meta for that now, but I'm just like. Yeah, this looks fun. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like you were saying, Adam. It's it's inherently a disadvantage to Legends of Runeterra that it has just come out because as a collectible card game, 
it needs that time to grow and expand before it can really be fleshed out. And, yeah, and exactly. Like, like right now, the meta is too experience. limited. I will say it is the best digital card game I have played. I agree. I, I it enjoy it a lot. I definitely do think it had some unique aspects. Not, uh, not Magic Arena? <sighs> no, because I don't... I'm not the biggest fan of Standard Magic. I think Standard Magic's Sorry. fine. I think... Uh, and I like Commander as a format in Magic better. And Legends of Runeterra is combines the two it combines all these different card games that exist but it works only this could only work as a digital card game whereas magic the gathering obviously can be played without being mm. digital and i think that's where legends of runeterra succeeds is because it does a lot of things it was designed as a digital exactly game. and i think it succeeds in that manner yeah. it definitely has a lot of unique aspects i did i did appreciate how a lot of its cards were not so much rng based like you've seen other ones like you know like add a random card to your hand yeah so that was nice like you had these very distinct effects but at the same time, those made for some very gross combos that were kind of hard to stop once they got rolling. Yeah. In I mean, that's cases. just how card games work. It's mm -hmm. just True. all about, like, saving your counter spells. And, and, yeah. yeah, and, like, that's where, yeah. it, uh, compared to Hearthstone, Legends of Runeterra has interactions, which Hearthstone does not. Exactly. That, that makes it way more fun to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it did, it did have that other level of counterplay, but at the same time, I kind of found that at times be a bit clunky and messing with the flow of the game, just mainly because I wasn't used to it. Because you know, like you know, you still have to wait for your opponent to like make his counterplay to whatever you did, so even know if what you're doing yeah. is going to succeed. Yeah. But as long as you know the two players are both attentive, you know, and I don't know, and maybe I just got a few bad game, matches where like I, I kind of feel like I was always waiting way too long for my opponent to. Well, then your opponent's probably an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude! I played my card. You're going to counter it or not? I just want to know if this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely felt that way sometimes. But then you do have the games where it's very snappy. Yeah. So, um. Um, all right, so it sounds like kind of we're thinking about mid-tier for this would, one. Yeah, it it's nothing too like ridiculously awesome, but I do think it's inventive enough where – is there a card game category? If, if there's like a digital game, maybe. I, I think there know. might be now. I feel like there might have been – I vaguely remember something from last time we watched it together. There was like a – Maybe. Um, there's so many. Just the fact that it is the best at what it is trying to be, in my opinion, think uh, definitely it deserves at least mid-tier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so – Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. Do we even want to consider this at all? Yeah, it's Call of Duty. I, it came out I as a separate thing. I planned on playing it just yeah. to try for this yeah. discussion, but do we? I, I, so me and you played it, Derek. You and I. Yeah. Even if we did put it on this list, I would probably put it in low tier. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it. It does. didn't do anything special. It's, yeah, while it's popular, I don't think it does anything new for the 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 battle royale genre yeah. and yeah. that's what it would need to do it to just, be in like high tier like it you know slots. apex was last two years ago so do you think we should just mix it all together because it's technically a part of a game that came out last year anyways yeah i would i would nix it yeah, all right it just slots call of duty yeah, into so the battle yeah. royale genre get out of here yeah so it's more of an expanction really DLC, if you would even though yes. it's kind of its own free to play game all right ori and the will of the wisps i High tier, yeah. I it's, it's just from what you guys have said. Yeah, I, I'd also it's, put it's, high tier. It's, it's uh, easily high tier. <laughs> yeah, it is I, my current front runner for game of the year. I'll say that straight out. Yeah, it is in my top three currently for game of the year. Um, like I would have played it if uh, I wasn't locked out of playing one because it's in our hat. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you don't need to play one to play this. What I've been going back and forth about is like I, I eventually just I should I, just I, die I don't know. But you should is, play it before the end of the year. Right. Like yeah. regardless yeah, if, if we don't play the first one, we don't pick the first one by by the end then. Yeah, uh, I equated the movement in this game to Spider-Man Spider yeah, PS4. Yeah. It just felt so fluid and fun to traverse this world. And I'd argue it's better just from the sheer amount of variety you have. 
I just be love be Spider Man has such a special place in my heart. It's hard to. I also because I played Spider Man this year too. But you and I, Andrew, both agreed when we played this that it is on the similar. It's on the same level as Hollow Knight. It's yeah, those yeah, two in terms are of being a Metroidvania, the epitome yes. of of Metroidvanias. I um, think that as a yeah. sequel, this will play into the to the event- inevitable game sequels discussion yeah, that we yeah. have. This is a Even perfect a sequel. sequel. It's, it's yeah, really good. High tier. Okay, it's a perfect, it looks it's so a perfect good. sequel in a near perfect video game. Sweet. Um, let's see. One you step for me. Read my review that I made several months ago on our website. One step for me, and Derek. I know you said you played it a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Um, this is so. I was talking about it this earlier. Like sometimes with indie games, you don't know an indie game is that good until you start seeing it pop up in game of the year conversations. Yeah. Uh, I think it does something really cool. Uh, I liked it in comparison to say like Slay the Spire. Um, but. It like definitely I wouldn't put it in my game of the year list because I don't think it was something that like is really for me. I definitely want to keep playing it and learning it, but it's just like, yeah, this is a cool idea and a cool game, but I don't think it would be a game of the year. Yeah, I feel like Slay the Spire is a game that anyone can pick up and play and have fun, whereas this game you need to pick up and put a lot of time into before it even starts to become fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it can be a fault at games that people don't point out enough. When someone says, oh, you just have to get 15 hours into it and it gets really good, <laughs> that's not a good thing. That's that's yeah, something that's, that should be knocked against games, in my opinion. That's what still prevented me from getting really far and wow with my friends. Cause, yeah. Like, I want to play with you guys, but like... Yeah, dude, game's only fun when you hit 60. So, like, you're saying i got to put, like, 100-plus hours before the game's fun? Yeah. Like, like, really? Like, I believe you, but I'm not going to be as quick about getting my character to level 60 as you are. Um, Leveling's the best part of WoW. Don't (laughs) listen to anybody. Uh, I feel very strongly about this game. I really enjoy what it's doing. Um, I I think I'm going to put it in mid-tier. I don't think it has any chance of being game of the year itself. But maybe to win... But like it could win indie game, Best indie game something. something along those lines. Like we don't know. I mean, sports story is coming out later in the year. So, but oh. I think it should be. It could have a place in a nomination somewhere yeah. along the line. So I, I'm, I yeah. would agree with you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I feel I don't know enough about roguelikes and card-based roguelikes to to know if it really pushes it that envelope enough to be mm. a game of the year. But I would say yeah, mid tier. I will. Definitely. I'll probably play that a bit more on vacation once if I have if I somehow crush Mario Paper Mario and beat it really fast, or if I'm just not feeling playing it in a specific moment, I might go back and play a little bit of One Step for Eden. Um. Okay, I'm the only one who played Gears Tactics, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna put it in low tier. Yep. Uh, it I, didn't impress yeah, me. I would see at that all. As a good. Uh, I'm a little bit sad. I was pretty excited about it yeah, as a you whole. You didn't even finish it, right? You kind of just gave no, it. No, I, yeah. I played maybe 10 hours of it, and I was just like, mm, mm. no, nah, it just doesn't feel good. Um, all right, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Is there anyone who has any contention against this being in top tier? Nope. Andrew, you son of a bitch. Hey, I- I'm just saying, man, I wasn't really that high on Top that. tier is for games that will be nominated for Game of the Year. Wait, so this is above high tier? Oh, sorry. Top tier and high tier. I I just put top tier, but high tier is the oh, same yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, then yes, I will agree with you. I think it will likely be nominated. Okay. Um, do I'm I think it will win? No, but I think it will be up there for us, for the industry. Oh, the industry. So I'm talking about us specifically. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm kind of looking at both perspectives. Oh, I'm I'm looking at like what we're thinking for our. Oh, I'm keeping both in mind. I'm, okay. I'm, cause yeah, I'm with Andrew. I'm kind of keeping like both I've, in my head. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to keep like. 
look at it a little bit more objectively, mm-hmm. not only for us but the industry as a whole. Because I like like we said, I think Animal Crossing will likely be nominated for stuff yeah. by you know other publicists and yeah. And but whatnot. we put it in our it's, yeah, it's in exactly. low tier because we're and that's what yes, the tier list and that's is what for. I, I know that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, which is I why I'm yeah put it in our high tier. Um, it is my personal current game of the year. It's my okay. game of the half right. year. Um, I I put a lot of thought into that and. I've wanted to go back and play that game more because it's so damn fun. Um, and I guess the next one we can talk about is The Last of Us Part 2 because that's kind of going to be the other big I would front say that's runner. probably my number two. Last of Us Part 2? Yeah, it's like... I wasn't... I'm like, assu- I can put this in high tier safely, right? I, I think yeah. it's safe to put that yeah. there as well. Those are the three. Uh, where Where's The Last of Us kind of falling in your opinion, Derek? Um, I... While it is probably current the front runner for game of the year i don't think it's going to for, for, for you for me okay i don't think it's going to stay there i i, I think yeah. honestly i think ghost i'm going to like ghost of tsushima so more mm-hmm. so are we all under the pretense that ghost of tsushima is going to be secretly. our sneaker fucking game of the year yeah uh, and yes. then also there's a lot coming out this fall that assassin's I think creed yeah cyberpunk good. Breath of I the think, Wild 2. I think Assassin's <laughs> Creed could sneak up there for me. Miles uh, Morales. It, Isn't if it I technically do, an expansion? No. No, it's a standalone. It's Is it a standalone? standalone? Yeah. I've heard yeah. both. No, uh, it's definitively a standalone. Okay. And also, I guess also important for our discussion, our discussion will range from January 1st, 2020 to December 31st, 2020. Yes. None of this bullshit where like, you oh, know. it didn't come out before November 20th. Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. we are we are doing our Game of the Year discom- conversations in January after the year has been completed. I don't understand why they do it in <laughs> December. Uh, do it with the right after done. Black Friday, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Um, But yes. Marketing. <sighs> yeah, getting is dumb. Anyway, oh, we don't fall under those guidelines. It, two, Last of Us Part Two will definitely fall on my nominations list, but I yeah, think so for I me as well. I don't think it will win. I don't know. I have been thinking about this game continuously since it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I adore this game. Seem I to enjoy it more and more yeah, the more I think about it. I love so. this game a lot, <laughs> but it's still it's three on my list right yeah. now. It's yeah, not at the top of my it's list. Like it does things that other video games don't do. But it still felt like, and it improves the gameplay from one, you know, a lot. Yeah. But it, it's similar to Eternal, right? It's not, it's not so far removed from the first game holistically that I felt like it was any more special than the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it, it felt I like I was that. playing the same game again, but with different beats. Yeah. Um. Okay. I only have one left on my personal list of games that I've played, uh, so we'll hit that. And then if you guys have other ones that you've played that I didn't bring up, we can go there. But Valorant, Valorant, I think high tier. I think I could put I Valorant could put in, high, in tier. high tier. Yeah, I think it's doing enough with the genre, like pushing the uh, the first person shooter tactical round based. Uh, yeah, it's like it's doing a lot, and I think it's going to do a lot for first person shooter esports. Yeah. And it's we'll, already pulling pros from other scenes. We will see that more as the year goes on. Obviously, we're not seeing it right now. Right, it I only think launched it, a month ago. It will so. likely yeah. be the next big esport. Yeah, I agree. So I think, yeah. Uh, do I think it has any chance of winning? Do I think it will no. win Game of the Year? No. Do I think it will win several other nominations? Probably. Yeah, it could have a chance uh, for sure. Um, all right, that was all one... Eight, yep. nine, ten, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's all the ones that yeah, I have here. So the only other games that I've played are Xenoblade and Persona, and we already said those. So. Yep. What about you, Derek? Um, so I, 
there are none left that have released this year. I released so far this year that I have played, but I do plan on playing both. Uh, I, I want to play Nio Two, Neo, Neo Two, mm-hmm. and. I really hope I can play Af- Half Life. Yeah, Alex I was gonna. I was gonna say, do we want to bring up Half Life? How? But I want we, to just for that conversation. Yes, I can't justify us putting it on any of our tier list because none of us have touched it. Right. However, yeah, well, obviously not on our tier list, but I at least wanted to have that discussion. Yeah. yeah, I think. I don't think it's gonna be in Game of the Year conversations for other outlets, or it might be a couple. It depends on the outlet because not a lot of people have access to playing it. Right. And if a large but majority the thing, of the though, people like. That's Can't not, I don't think that's it. really something they consider. But if it's like... So I know what IGN does is they have almost their entire staff vote and it's like a, a congregate vote. Yeah. So if 90% of the IGN staff didn't get to play this game, no one's going to vote for it for Game of the Year. So it has no chance of actually winning. Right. But in terms of like... So that's why I'm saying it's very outlet dependent. If it's a small outlet with like a core group of four people and they decide amongst themselves and they all got a chance to play it, from what I've heard of how good it is, it could easily win Game of the Year from someone, a group like that. Um, I know Tikon has his Vive set up. Not Vive. He has just the baseline Oculus. Uh, uh-huh. And he said that uh, he'll download the game and we can go down and play it whenever we want. So okay. I, I need to talk to him and like, yeah. set up a day to go do that. From what I've heard about it, it pushes the boundaries of what a VR game can be. Yes. Yeah, I know Corey has the... the um, Valve Index, index uh, yeah. which is what this like the system that that game was built for. Um, is, and I've heard the best way to play it. But um, okay. so maybe we can uh, convince Corey to buy it and go down to his place as if like things get clearer. Yeah, he COVID wise, he probably got it for free. <laughs> I want to uh, say if you I owned want... an index, you just got it. Did you? Yeah, it's possible. Um, so yeah, I th- I want to play that game for sure. I want it to be part of our discussion at some point. Yeah, um, five but... months left. But it's very, it's again, that's, uh, it's a very hard game to kind of play. It's a big barrier to entry yeah. to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so is that everything? Yeah, uh, that's that's most, pretty those much are the all the that have big names that have come out this year, yeah. Okay. But I definitely there's, think there are a bunch of contenders on the way. The yeah, only other one that I would say is even relatively notable is Dragon Ball Kakarot, and I don't think that has any chance of anything. No, it's on my list of games I want to play before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll see. I'm looking to hopefully get it for like 20 bucks or less. Yeah. I, there was the summer Steam sale, and it was like 30 bucks, and I didn't pull the trigger just because I knew I wasn't going to have time to play it. Uh, but if I ever see it for twenty or less before the end of the year, I'll pick it up and play it. But yeah, I agree. It like I would be surprised if it was any higher than mid tier. It's um, funny to think that we could be talking about Ghost of Tsushima and Cyberpunk already about game of the year. Yeah. Well, I think it plays into, like we were saying before, the expectation uh and the games industry as a whole, right? Yeah. Like I we were to- like we were talking about earlier this year with Final Fantasy Seven, I was saying that it had the potential to be my favorite game of all time, straight up, because it, of the combination of Seven's world and story and characters yeah, and, and 15's, 15's gameplay, yeah. which I thought would be a perfect love child of, of a video game. But then I just ended up yeah. not being that high on it. And maybe it's because I came in with that preconceived mm. notion of what it could be right, right. that it fell so far for me. Same thing with The Last of Us, right? When I was looking into The Last of Us Part 2 reviews and seeing all these tens and all of these things they were saying, like how it changes what video games, you mm-hmm, know, can mm-hmm. be and what they are and what they do with their storytelling. And then I played it and I didn't know, you know, where I sat with it. Right. And so 
I don't know, man. It's it it's it's expectation is a is a tricky mistress. Yeah. And especially now that we're we're being more critical of video games and we have our podcasts and these uh and the website and kind of mediums to talk about them in a more critical manner, it's it's important for us to kind of try to detach ourselves from uh, uh like review sites and other outlets opinions on games and it's like for yeah. us to try to formulate our own opinions it's very hard to do when yeah it's not your full-time job and we're not getting the games three weeks before they come out and playing it before anyone's talking right, about it right. we we have to see other people talking about it before we get a chance ourselves to play it and that's that makes forming our own personal opinion hard because we have we heard other people's opinions uh first yes uh okay so let's kind of go over our tier lists right now what we have here um our low tier is gears tactics resident evil 3 and animal crossing we believe those three games have no chance of winning any awards from us in any fashion they just weren't doing anything special our mid tier is doom eternal legends of runeterra and one step from eden our mid tier is games that we think have a potential of winning maybe a specific award, not game of the year itself, yeah, but best shooter or, or best shooter, best, best di- action game, best digital yeah, card best game, like best indie game, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, offshoot categories. And then our high tier, which are games that have could be nominated for game of the year or like likely will be among our conversations. Yes. Uh, Valorant, last of us, part two, final fantasy seven remake and Ori and the will of the wisps. That's what we got so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty solid Halfway list. through the year. Yep. So, and right now, we have four different games, or a different game for each of us as our front runner. Um. Well, I, well I'm under strict technicality yeah. of having one on my list. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically, my statement is still true. Adam's game of the year is in mid tier. Oh. Oh. So could I? But I so let me borrow. Let me borrow a PS4. And I can fix this. Last of Us. I don't think so. I don't think I would. No. But but. I was trying to think because I thought for a second that Last of Us was. Oh, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So and and do we think all of those are going to be eclipsed by Ghost and whatever else moving forward? It's possible. I guess that's should we talk about the remainder of the year? What we think uh, well, could happen? Uh, so we kind of already touched on it briefly. We all have very high expectations of Ghost of Tsushima. We think I it's going to be like a yeah. dark horse, secret, high contender. Yeah, going into this year, I knew nothing about it. I had zero expectation or anticipation for mm-hmm. it, and now I think it will be my oh, favorite I'm game. So excited. Uh, Cyberpunk. I don't think Paper Mario is going to have a chance. I, I think, think that'll Paper be Mario has no chance. Solid mid-tier, maybe. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a, a good return to form for Paper Mario in terms of overall quality, but it's not... A, it's a still really not what fans want, and b not doing anything special like we said. Yeah. Um. Then there's Cyberpunk, which yeah. is getting hyped higher than maybe any video game ever, I, yeah, which I'm still ever. not convinced is going to come out this year. And again, the expectation, like we said, if people are so highly anticipating it, how far short will it fall? How far short will it? Yeah. Fall? I mean, if they keep delaying Sentences. it, eventually, it's the idea that it's going to get bigger than the actual game is. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm afraid to play that game, weirdly, but um just because yeah, it's yeah. it's so hyped up at this point. It's yeah. and like it, it's almost destined to be a disappointment. Yeah. You know? Exactly. But if it does live up to that hype, then it could be, then it probably will be the general front runner for a game of the year. Yeah. Um also still whatever Nintendo releases. Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> the only games that could that Nintendo could possibly put out that would have a shot. Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild or 2. Metroid Prime 4. And I 
we're definitely not getting Metroid Prime Four, yeah, right? But yeah. like, it's the only yeah. other one. And and I thought we were gonna get Breath of the Wild two at the end of this year, but at this point, with all the COVID delays and whatnot, I think that that's definitely not happening. I, I could see like spring twenty one at the earliest. Now. Yeah, I I don't think we're gonna get it this year. I definitely anymore. think it's gonna be shorter than most others because they had the engine. Yeah, ready exactly. Like they have a framework. So my my guess on that is maybe March twenty one, mm. like four years after the original. Other um, notable games that are coming out this year are Marvel's Avengers. That nope. will that, nah, that'll be yeah. lucky if it's mid tier. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, so that, here's my thing. Some... I have. I don't think it's going to be in the conversation with some of these other games. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Ori good. I don't think yeah. it's going to be Last of Us good. No. I don't think it's no. going to be Final Fantasy. Good. I think. It might sneak up there for me personally just because of my affiliation with the series yeah. and, and how I feel about what I've seen so far. Uh, but like you said, as a collective, I, I agree. Yeah. And plus, Odyssey got nominated in a year where there wasn't a lot of steep competition. And the and the two frontrunners for that were God of War and Red Dead. Oh, God so, of War. Ooh. Yeah, both, exactly. both of those would blow that out. That of was water. the year with Celeste and Spider-Man. So Celeste. it was like... That was one where it's like they did probably didn't need to have six nominations, right? Where it's like clearly either God of War or Red Dead are going to take it. Yeah. You know, maybe you could see something else sneak in. But Odyssey was not going to be that. Yeah. So it's already been two years since Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> All right. What else? Um, is on Watch Dogs Legion. Well, I don't think that'll yeah, have a chance. That'll, that'll have to like they'd have to really nail it. And I just don't know if they can. Yeah. And then Crash Bandicoot 4. Which mm, game of the year? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Status is settled. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think there's only there's a couple. Excuse me. There's a couple games on there that have a chance at. Yep. Kind of making them, but it's looking like our our high tier is going to shape up to be, Ori, Final Fantasy, Last of Us, Valorant, Ghost, Ghost Cyberpunk, and Cyber, which Punk. were basically all the most anticipated games of the year to begin with. So those are probably going to be. The six in real time. Anyway. I would say, with the exception of Ori, because Maybe, yeah. but Valorant popped out of nowhere, so there might be another game that just pops Ori out. Ori is technically that an indie game. Blows our mind. Yeah, um, yeah. Moon Studios. Yeah, owned by Xbox. Mm -hmm. Banjo Three E <laughs> game of the year. Um, what if 3E. like Hollow Knight Silk Song comes out this year? That would uh, see. That, here's the thing. Whatever year drop. Silk Song comes out is like knowing us is gonna just win. Yeah. We should like have game of the year that's not Hollow Knight Silk Song <laughs> when that game comes out because it just seems unfair. I agree. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll cross that road. We, when we say get that there. with extreme bias. Yes. Um, okay. Cool. I feel pretty good about where we're sitting right now. Yeah. We all have different front runners for us, um, which is which is very interesting. Very interesting. And I think I think the way that we should do it is kind of like how we did our top games of the last yeah, decade where mm. it's an aggregate list so that and because i don't think we're ever going to convince i know the way like giant bombcast does it is they sit in their podcast room and they do five days of four hour podcasts and they just yell at each other yeah, and scream at each other and force each it. other to agree and they're not leaving that room until they have collectively decided this is our list yeah and i don't want to do that correct that sounds I, awful i agree with that uh so i think it Creating an aggregate list, us, and then... I think it would be fun to incorporate uh, um, other members of the podcast who have been on before. I agree. Uh, I think 
Uh, get some more variety beyond the four of us. Yeah, yeah. we'll get we can get like votes for like if viewers want to give in like we can do. I think IGN does a thing where email votes. Yeah, yeah, they email do, votes, and it's okay. it's just like a fraction. The, yeah, of, the Game Awards has the People's Choice one, right? Yeah, so we can do stuff like that. Which and was Fire Emblem last year, you idiots. So good, underrated game by critics last year for real. Um, but yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to that future discussion where we kind of really Absolutely. go into depth. We'll probably wait till. I don't know. December, October, November. November, December, somewhere in that range. Give it some time, but cool. we can chat a little bit off air uh, and kind of get that ball rolling. But yep. very cool. All right. This episode's going on insanely long. We're at two and a half hours. Might uh, be our right longest now. ever. It could be. Let's uh, let's do some trivia and get out of here. What, what? Trivia for this week is Game, Game of, of the, the Half years? Year Trivia. <laughs> no. So okay. each of uh, these questions have to do with one of the games that showed up in our game of the year discussion oh i thought it was oh, going to be uh-oh. past game of the years oh oh that would have been next good. That's that, next that, time. maybe for the game of the year maybe podcast. i can do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i can start studying now okay <laughs> question number one what is the name of the seagull that washes up on shore in animal crossing new horizons oh fuck come on derek you're the animal crossing <laughs> guy here this game in months. he's been in other animal crossing I games know. too I, I adam you look like you might know no, I no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have right. approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> I'm going to hit myself. When uh, Adam, we're going to have you <laughs> go first because you seem like now I you have, definitely don't know. I haven't played Animal Crossing at all. That's uh, good. Marvin? No, random Derek? name. I said Bill. Is it Gulliver? It is Gulliver. Gulliver. Yeah. Damn it. Wow. Gulliver. I should have I anticipated the pun. Yeah. Question number Thank two. Thank you for asking about like literally the only Animal Crossing NPC <laughs> I know about. In Ori of the Wi- Ori and the Will of the Wisps, what are the equipable skill upgrades called? They are the equivalent of the charms in Hollow Knight. What are they called in Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Andrew, <laughs> Game of the Year frontrunner, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's been several months, all right. I had to think about it for a sec. It seems like he might have locked it in, though. We're going to go with Derek first on this one. Derek, what are the upgrade skills called? I think they're shards. Adam? Yeah, I guess runes. Andrew? I put shards. They are spirit shards. I will give you each a point for that. Okay. Um, I knew they were something shards. Yeah. Good job. Question. I read the review. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> Question number three. In Final Fantasy VII Remake, Adam, you're not going to get any of these questions. You didn't play any of these games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, Is I don't there a Legends of Runeterra question? Damn it, I should have put a Legend of Runeterra question. <laughs> damn it. Sorry. I'm uh, going to try, damn it. In Final Fantasy VII Remake, what is the last sword that you unlock for Cloud? What is the name of the final weapon that you get for Cloud in that game? Which is, I guess, supposed to be objectively the best weapon, but I personally prefer the Buster Sword more. Uh, it's more you See, the Buster Sword is the only sword I know the name of. It's not the Buster Sword. I know it's not. That's the it's first sword. The Busted Sword. What is the, the name busty sword? of the last? If I had a PlayStation, I would be answering these correctly. But also, Animal Crossing, I just didn't play that. All right, Adam, you're just going to keep going first, and we're just going to get your <laughs> weird oddball. The silver sword, I don't know. Uh, Andrew. Uh, I don't remember, so I put the Infinity Edge, which is a League of Legends item. Derek? Uh, I put the King's Glaive. <laughs> no, that's from Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. It is the Twin Stinger. The Twin Stinger. It's the yeah. one that's yeah. l- like the two separate blades. Like yeah. the double helix or whatever. Infinity yeah, kind of. Edge. Isn't, isn't it in, that, Infinite isn't Edge? Is that one? Infinite Edge or something like that? That's, that's one of, like, one the, of the, the That's the move you get, you get from, oh. from the Hard Edge. From the Hard sword. Edge, right. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, all right, question number four. 
What components do you need to craft a silencer in The Last of Us Part 2? Oh. I also learned what the technical name of the components were <laughs> from this question. Because I was just calling, like, whatever. Kind of like Catan resources. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, wheat, but it's technically grain. Or brick, but it's uh, technically... Can we ask how many components you need? No, you cannot. Oh, you yeah, because some some take some take two, a certain some amount, take three. some takes another amount. Yeah, yeah. I think they're only two and three. I don't. There's yeah, nothing that there's takes one. That, there's nothing least. that takes four. Yeah. Uh, all right, Adam. What are <laughs> what do you you can you can yeah. math this one out? I could math this. What this two, is like logically speaking. What two random like, items do you? Jeff confirmed it. It's two. Confirmed. Damn it. <laughs> okay. What so two, are these like every oh, item? Are these like odd? Can Oh no! I ruined a Derek at three. Can I can I at least ask a specifying question here because I didn't play the game? Is it like super specific items or is it like you can be generic, randomly mundane? Okay, I'm guessing like some sort of you need some sort of metal and like like sand or insulation or something. Uh, Derek, bottle and tape. Andrew, rag and canister. It is rag and canister, and those are the technical terms as wow. well. Do I get a canister. bonus point for wow. that? No, but I'm very impressed because I always called it bottle and cloth. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had rag as my, I guess my third one. I thought it was. Bottle, I didn't tape, know. And rag. See, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. You don't need the tape. I didn't know that that's what rag was, but I remember in the games playing it, seeing somewhere that they were called canisters. Huh. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, all right, rag Andrew and has canister. three, and we're going to question five, and there's no bonus question. So Andrew definitely <gasps> wins. No, I didn't. I just forgot to add one. Um, what the fuck are you doing? How many cards are in Regins of Runeterra? <laughs> Regins? <laughs> Regins? Regis of Runeterra. Question number five, which Andrew should not get. What is the name of the character you start with in One Step from Eden? Derek, you I, played this game. Yeah, I played it. I don't remember. The, you only start with this one character. I know, but I don't remember What's their name? name? No? What does it start with, Jeff? It starts with a... Uh, you should have played this game, you idiot. <laughs> uh, all right. You should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't leave me with many options. All right, Adam. What's your random-ass guess? Mary. Bonus points if anyone can get it off of a complete guess. Derek? I said Kate. You <laughs> said Eden. No, it's Saffron. Saffron. Yeah, that's way Does that there. sound familiar now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Saffron City from Pokemon. Yeah. I was going to make a like a... A reference to Saffron City as a hint, but I was like, no, oh. I can't think of a, <laughs> I can't think of one that doesn't straight up give it away. Um, all right, Andrew wins three to one to zero. Yay. Adam, Yay. play more video. Derek only got one point. Derek only got one. In my defense, I just don't have the right console. Fair for a lot of these. Animal Crossing was Switch. Ori is PC. That's uh, PS4, PS4, Switch. Ori is Ori is sequel. He's sequel gated by Ori. Yeah, I'm sequel gated. Tiebreaker question. <laughs> In Valorant, what is the price of all the rifles combined? Oh, this is what I meant. I thought you meant you didn't have a tiebreaker question. Oh no, I just didn't have a bonus question. Wow. I have a tiebreaker. Okay, repeat that. What is the price of all of the rifles combined? Uh, the snipers are not rifles. They are snipers. Oh, rifles. Ooh, like as of which update? As of the thing I just looked at this morning. Okay, <laughs> so that cha- it's different from the beta. Is it? Yeah, they oh. changed the price on the Guardian, I believe. Okay, this might be the old one then, because okay. it was the price I remember from the Guardian. Did they okay. make it cheaper? They Yes, they made it cheaper. Oh, fuck yeah, I love and the they, And they buffed it. Oh my god, they buffed the gun that I already thought was bark- broken? Yeah. Hell yeah. How many rifles are there? Is it four? Bart. <laughs> Adam, what's the what's the price of all the rifles? What kind of currency do you use in Valorant? Dollars. Dollars. Uh, is credits? Valorant credits. bucks. Valorant bucks. 
4,370. That's the end of this episode. It this could possibly be long. the longest. We're at two hours and 38 minutes. That might, we got, that we might got definitely. Two, two breaks in there, so it's going to be a little bit long, shorter than that. But uh, make sure you check out our website, thegamesharks.com. None of us have written anything in a while. We should probably do that sometime soon. I'm going on vacation, so it's not going to be me. Maybe. Um, check out our Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast. Allison is going to be posting a picture of our sweet new recording space in my basement. Uh, I, like, I like that you're wa- looking around like she's watching us. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just looking at the sweet oh. decor. Uh, maybe well, I'll maybe, force Maybe it. she is watching us. Maybe she's always watching us. Feel free to send us an email, gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. Feel free to ask us any questions. Send us any trivia questions that you want me to ask the boys. What's your game of the year so far? Yeah. Do you have a game of the year so far? What is it? Let us know. Um, Next week, I will not be here. I'm going to be on vacation. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, Andrew is taking charge. We are going to have a very special guest on that episode to talk about a very specific special thing. And I'm very much looking forward to listening to it. Um, Yeah, so look forward to that. It's a cool... We got a cool guy coming on to talk about Assassin's Creed. We'll we'll talk about... I'll let you guys know that's what the topic's going to be. He is a huge Assassin's Creed fan and he... I don't want to give too much away. They're going to be talking about Assassin's Creed. He's a cool guy. Uh, So we're going to talk to him about that. So look forward to listening to that. But until then, I will see you guys in two weeks. I will have played Paper Mario. Maybe I will play a little bit of Ghost. Probably not. Possibly. It would have been because I come back. I will have played a lot of Ghost and maybe some Paper Mario. Yeah. I am going to go try to play a game that came out this year. (laughs) That's a good goal. And on that note, we will talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. See you.